do not adjust your radio dial. You are tuned in to the Mark Order Podcast. Join the Mark Order. Wednesday night, you know what that means. Smart Quarter Podcast. It's episode fifty-two. Sweet. Everybody's here. Thank you. <laughs> Everybody's here tonight. Matt's back. And what did you say on Facebook? I'm back. Let's do it, bitches. Yes. My goodness. Could have yes. just been a Chicago nod of "I'm back." That's it. No, he goes, I'm back, bitches. Let's do this. Yeah, that's what I did. What's the problem? No problem. Why are you looking to start a fight right off the bat? You're, you're looking to start problems immediately. Well, I always look to start problems. Uh, everybody's here. I said it. Matt's back. Let's do it, bitches. Uh, Kate's here. <laughs> Yes, Ryan's bitches, here. I am here, bitches. You sound like yeah. a women's wrestling promo at any company. That's true, bitches. Bitches, bitches, bitches. I'm gonna slap you, bitch. <coughs> Make you my bitch. Uh, so let's Do see. Do you just Ryan have the hype roses? I was gonna say that's definitely he sure does. Uh, Kevin is so excited. He's not even watching, but somewhere in the world, he's like, Matt Cardona is on someone's screen right now. His, like, Cardona signal goes up. By that, I mean his dick. Terrible. <laughs> Get him out of the way early, kids. Come on, Ant, wake up. I'm trying. I'm wake trying. up. <laughs> Um, so what's what's good, everybody? Matt, long time no speak. How are you? Great. You okay. sound great. That sounded really I, positive. I don't know. What do you I don't know what you want from me? Good? Right. Busy? What? what? Usually you talk, but you know, you know, I, here's what's gonna happen. Oh, here's I'm what's gonna, gonna happen. And Raven, and I'm gonna upset someone, then I'm gonna get a text message. You can't say that. Blah, 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 blah. So I'm not going to say anything. Wait, what are you talking about? Who's texting That's you? Getting never upset? happened on this Nobody show. Nobody yet. That's why I'm not saying anything. I'm just going to. I said I'm good. <laughs> I heard ranting and Raven. So apparently Raven is involved in this somehow. Uh, leave it at that. All I know is that Matt's going to be really uh, short with what he says now, but later we won't get him to shut the fuck up. We'll be going on three and a half hours because he won't be able to stop talking. Because we have to talk about figures, which is going to take up 600 hours that I don't get to participate in because I don't care about figures. But the Jerichos came and the exploding death match hasn't arrived yet. Well, it's okay. We will get to that. We will get to that. Shalong, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. Apparently, I'm not nearly as sassy as our other members tonight. Jeez. My goodness. It's always the infighting. Kate, how are you? I'm good. I'm a menace today. I'm sorry. 
Everybody's a menace. Call me Dennis, Aunt, because I am a menace today. I will not do that. We do have figure talk. And Um, talk about figures. So, uh, Kate, do you know who's in this figure box? Cruise director Mike. Well, then, fuck you. I'm not even going to open it. (laughs) Is it a chase cruise director Mike? It's not a chase. Oh. I didn't know if they made them for cruise director Mike. This one actually looks pretty good. Is it this beautiful is a, on the inside? It is. It actually looks really nice. This is the uh, the uh, Shop AEW exclusive cruise nice. director Mike. That's weird. That's it looks like good. it says Chris Jericho on it. No, it's really cruise director Mike. Okay. <laughs> Man, I was pleasantly surprised at this one. This one looks good. I'm excited to receive mine. My uh, Wait a minute. No. You didn't get it? No, I haven't got it yet. My thing says uh, by the 28th. What else did you order with it? Anything else? I just ordered. I just got two of them. Uh, So we're just waiting. Interesting. I also got some shoes in the mail. I showed you guys. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. So I feel as though you should show the people. I can. I got new shoes this week, too. Did you? Yeah. I go on these really long walks, and my feet were starting to hurt, so I needed some better shoes. You, you Wait, got old where do you shoes? go on walks? I got the Patriots path around me. Okay. Goes up into the hills, down in the valleys. Yeah, Matt's a great Patriot. He walks the path. It's nice. I throw my AirPods in, and I put on the MLB Network radio, and I go out into the world. Now that we've got baseball on the way, it makes sense. Yeah, it's better than sitting around looking at fucking wrestling Twitter. It makes you want to kill yourself. Half the people on there should. Oh, okay. Well, wh- why? What? what has Everyone's been going always on telling me Twitter? not to say things. Half of you should kill yourself. Absolutely, a hundred percent. Here's my shoes, by the way. Those are. What do they? Does the green thing do anything? Pump. Nope. It. They are. I believe they're pumps, but they don't. Like there's no pump on it, so it's just for show. And like there's them. that little tube that attaches as well. They're pretty sick. No laces. This is the one thing I hate though. This is the new trend now for anybody watching and for you guys. See the tongue isn't sewn shut. It's just like open foam. Oh. Yeah, I'm not into that. That's that's a new trend because I was trying to find a regular pair of shoes for a long time. All I want are all I like to wear. Nike, mids or high tops. Mama, mama. Very true. Black with white accent. And all the ones that they had had this open fucking tongue. It looks so fucking bad. I feel like that was a supply chain issue and they were like, we're going to make it a trend. <laughs> I don't know. It's just all it takes is sew it the fuck up. Yo, those are really cool, though. Uh, you're never going to wear those, are you? No. No, no way. I I would have ordered two pairs if they weren't fucking the price I'm they really were. I'm really trying to figure out what the back thing is supposed to be. I don't, I, I guess a slime tank. I don't know. That's what I'm guessing. I mean, all right. I'll they're roll pretty, with it. They're pretty sick, though. They, they look oh, great. Oh, they're absolutely great, but I just could, I'm just trying to figure that out. Yeah, they're, they're really good, cool looking, you know, when you see him up close they did a really good job but uh real quick and apparently asian joe who who's into all this stuff says the open foam tongue is a callback to the 70s and 80s pairs to give them a vintage look yes i'm aware 
Uh, I am aware of that. Uh, it, they still look like shit. Oh. I don't like it. Sorry you don't like it. So I do... Uh, something weird did happen to me uh, over the weekend. What happened? Butt ghosts. So, no butt ghosts. But um, it's very weird. Uh, Sunday, uh, I got a fraud alert uh, on my phone. And it turns out uh, I thought it was my credit card got stolen, uh, but it was just Kate was a fraud and never showed up to WrestlePro on Saturday night like she said she was going to. <laughs> I never fully confirmed. Uh, this podcast is one of those two, huh? Kate called. I said probably. Kate called my wife a fraud last week, so I have Dang. to call Kate a fraud today. <laughs> Wait, why did I call Gina a fraud? I don't know, but you did. I she did? Was, she was very... She was very surprised by it. She was like, us Quite girls frankly, gotta so stick I. together. I am surprised by my behavior, too. No, I don't know why that. I did that. Mrs. Money, remind me why I called you that, and I promise I will make sure I turn it around on Ant, because Ant's probably the fraud. Wow. How the fuck did this happen? I don't know. So I went to WrestlePro <laughs> Saturday night. Sorry. Um... Oh, I called her a coward. That makes more sense because it was probably... Oh, you guys didn't want to sit in the front row. That's what it was. She was like, I can't be that close to the glistening abs of Tony Nese. And I was like, you're a coward. That makes way more sense. Well, uh, we did see Nice, And as Mrs. Money said, he's a vision in blue. Um, So uh, he was great. I do... It was odd, though. LSG was uh, slated to appear. And he did not uh, show up. Uh-uh. So, Kate not there. LSG not there. Just saying. One of us was at a family party, and the other was at Impact tapings. So, <laughs> so why was LSG I at was your at family Impact. party? Yeah, I don't know. You're going to have to ask him that. Um, I didn't appear on Impact, but I was backstage. So, Why would you spoil that? What a spoiler. These two really are spoilers, eight. Matt. Wait, th- that she's on impact? I mean, I would want that spoiled. I understand what's going on here. I don't like the spoilers. I had a weird wrestling dream. Did you? Go on. Oh, it was fucking weird. Do you guys have dreams? I was at a I was at a it was like half a post office, half a white castle. And I was or, I was mailing things and ordering food at and the same CM time? Punk CM Punk was there. Chicago Mid, right? And I don't know why, because I've watched like no wrestling in like the last week and a half. Because he's in your head. And and uh, and I had my New Japan hoodie on, and we were like standing next to each other waiting for our food, and we like made eye contact, and he's like, "I'm CM Punk." I'm like, "I know. I just didn't want to bother you." And then we were like buddies, and then I woke up. <laughs> Did, did you have a sex dream about CM Punk? I know. We were just hanging sleep jacket. Like post office, White Castle type of thing. That's the part of the dream I don't understand. Like, I could get the wrestling part because you are pretty involved in wrestling all the time. But the, the split of this White Castle and post office. Yeah, it was the I think it's great. Thing. Why not? Like, you got to go drop something off at the post office. You want a little slider or something on the side? Get yourself a, what is it, a Crave case? Yeah, I'm always mailing things, so I don't know. You are always mailing things. I like like getting the mail, just in general. It's very exciting to get the mail. 
Well, for you, because you order stuff all the time. Matt's always getting treats in the mail. It's fun. His guys are always showing up. It was a pretty wild dream. Like, there was nothing. And then we just, like, we're talking. And then I, like, I was like, hey, is it weird if I take a selfie with you? And he was like, no. Dream Punk is so nice. I love that. We took a selfie. And, like, nobody else knew who he was. It was fucking weird. (laughs) It did you know it was a dream when you woke up, or did you think it was real for a minute? No, no. When I woke up, I was like, that's a fucking weird dream. Why was well, that? We all have dreams we think are real for a little bit, and then we were like, what? No, no. That was a dream. There's no such thing as a post office White Castle. If anything like that existed, I would know about it. It was like <laughs> my favorite true. things. It almost Confession. sounds like one of those rest stops where it's like a bunch of different things, or like those combo like Taco Bell Pizza Huts or whatever, but one of those things is the post office. But you are at the post office frequently. It was weird. It was it was strange. Like I said, I haven't watched any wrestling for like a week and a half. So, well, if I may jump back to WrestlePro. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. No, no, no. That's a good segue because it was wrestling that I watched within the last week. Um, Nice, uh, Nice fought. That was a good match. Uh, Jay Lethal and Kevin Matthews put on a banger. Uh, That was a really good match. Uh, Ashley Dambois and Freya the Slayer had a good match. That was a good one. Um, does Freya come out to Slayer? She does not. Uh, she That's comes out to some, I guess, Game of Thrones type thing. So she's the fraud. She's the queen of the north. Got Freya it. the Slayer. Well, Freya is a Nordic god, so. Well, there you go. All right. Um... LSG didn't show up for his uh, six-way elimination match. Uh, Fala Ba wound up winning a silver title. Friend of the uh, Shining Wizards. Yes. CPA. No longer with uh, impact. That's true. He is not. CPA and Vargas fought. CPA, a lot of fun. Matt, you probably hate CPA. There you go. Nick's a very nice guy. Well, you don't like Orange Cassidy, so I figure you probably wouldn't be into CPA. I mean, I don't know Orange Cassidy either, so... Or Marco Stunt. You can continue to... Just continue to destroy every gimmick I have on the show. It's fine. Okay. Well, I'm just saying. I, Look, I was running with your gimmick not, of hating you're fun. you're not doing it, the weird fucking people that follow Kate and Ryan are doing it, so it's fine. Oh, getting run down, huh? What do you mean? The WWECW thing, they destroy it on Twitter. They tweet at the Wizards podcast oh, yeah. all the time. It's not a gimmick. It's true. It's life. No, it's a gimmick, and they fucking took the gimmick from the A-show and they just fucking ran it through the mud. I love that you act like Ant doesn't also do that all the time, but... <laughs> the mud. On Twitter? I don't fucking run that shit through Twitter. No, but we talk about... You are of course. very big on to Taz with two Z's. It's not, it's not That's anyone, how you spell his not name. anyone that I'm looking at. It's your weird followers on Twitter who <laughs> destroyed the gimmick. Very true. Ruiners of <laughs> the Cape Fame Army, sucker. Listen, the CPA gimmick where he, uh, before he wrestles, he takes off his shirt and tie to reveal another shirt and tie underneath is fantastic. And then he uh, got angry at one point and was like hulking up, and he ripped off his shirt and tie, and there was a third shirt and tie underneath. I'd be so goddamn hot. Yeah. I don't know how the fuck he does it. He took um, suit and tie by Justin Timberlake very seriously when that song came out. And he was like, as long as I've got my suit and tie, he was like, so I'm going to have that at all times under any circumstances, even if oh. I have to wear six of them to the ring. Totally. 
Uh, we also saw uh, Bear Country fight the Rock and Roll Express. Grr. Um, it's just I also find it funny. I said to Gina, they're using yearbook photos for uh, Rock and Roll Express. Uh, they did not use a current photo for the. No, court. why would you use a current photo? I mean, because they're like ninety. And the my favorite thing about like... that is, by the way, is because of the t- delay a little bit between when Ant spoke and Matt spoke, he gird after Rock and Roll Express, not Bear Country. Oh, <laughs> <which is laughs> yeah. yeah. well, wait, yeah. who's got a delay? Do I have a delay? No, no, no. Just like Matt. It was just a natural I, delay. Like the natural delay. Like you, as soon as you heard it, you gird, but Ant had already said Rock and Roll Express. Uh-huh. Match was a little Darn. slow, if you could imagine why. Third no. Night. But uh, match the main event of the evening, Joey Janela versus friend of the Shining Wizards, Barry hey, Horowitz. You, you really throw the term around like loosey goosey. What? He's, oh, didn't, sorry. You know, he's not a friend. He's your friend. He was on. I, you talked to him. I think I'm more friendly with Joey Janela than I am with Barry Horowitz. It's Barry Horowitz is on that weird, like, I belong in the Hall of Fame thing, and I'm Facebook's friends with him, and I'm like, but you don't, Barry. You don't. You gotta. You gotta pipe down, buddy. Well, I'll just say this: if Barry went down to the mat, it was very hard for him to get up. I mean, I don't know not... what's going on with his knees, but those fuckers don't bend. He ain't no spring chicken, man. He was doing the job every night in the eighties and nineties, bro. He can't bend his knees. Yeah, I don't he's... know what's going on. He's but he probably shouldn't have had the match he did. He's an oldie wrestler. So Janela bumped his ass off. Is that what I'm to understand? Because that's no fucking dude. Janela went off a ladder. Uh, he put Horowitz on a chair on a fucking door that was stacked between two chairs, and went off a ladder and put Horowitz through a, a fucking through a door. He fucking put Horowitz through a plywood sheet. Like, Horowitz took fucking bumps. But... I don't know. Seems bad. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what happened? To ta- are tables more expensive than doors now? No idea. I yes. said to Gina, I, I, I don't know why they had a door under there, but it paid off. You can get a flimsy door, I think, way easier than you can get a table that'll break. That is what... Uh... GCW started doing it because it was cheaper and then it like caught on as a thing because you could also just use like set them up in the corners for weird spots and if you're doing hardcore shit you can like put the barbed wire on them and stuff so they're just like a little bit more resourceful of a tool but my understanding is because they're cheaper GCW started doing it and then everybody started doing it. I also just think it's easier like you go to uh you can go to Lowe's and get a door that'll break, no issue, because they're they're hollow. And okay, Kyle K. Sparks pointing out that Barry True. Horowitz and Sting are the same age. Yes, we we did but, look it up. Um, but Sting didn't spend his whole life losing and trying to make the other guy look like a million bucks every True. single night. Sting is also just an anomaly. Like William Regal is ten years younger than Sting. Like. <laughs> was like i can't do this anymore because of my age and sting was like i'm 10 years older than you and i'm going through a table off of a balcony like it's just crazy sting also benefited from the style he wrestled which was hogan-esque to to be fair yeah very true joe walsh says he just bought a hollow core door for 16 bucks uh that's what i'm saying that still seems expensive for wrestle pro but i'm just saying 
I they mean, also I'm... make a really good sound when they crack those hollow doors. Like the sound. The, is... the plywood sheet, uh, oh, the sure. board made a fantastic sound. See, um, now I feel like plywood is way more expensive because I went to Lowe's the other day and wood in general is fucking expensive. So you're better off just yeah. getting those doors. No, I, I agree with that. Yeah, wood I think is definitely more expensive now. But uh, it was a fun match. We we had to be on TV during the main event because they came up into the they came up into the bleachers so that they could throw Janela down the bleachers. He came right by us. Did uh did uh the KJG? He was up there doing some crowd control. Was he by you? He, he I didn't I don't think he was by us, but he looked nervous. Uh, like oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Uh, but he did the he did the job. He knew what was going on. Uh, so, uh, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. It was a fun show. They, uh, they put on a nice little event there in Rawway Rec Center. Matthew, I have a question for you. Yeah. Cause you're the only one who may know this. Maybe Ant does, but I know Kate and I won't for Horowitz. So he was a jobber his entire career, but like the Brook, uh, like Steve Lombardi, Brooklyn brawler and all that. He was used as a test. If they wanted to see whether a guy could go or not, they'd go against him. So he actually had a very important role. Do you know if Horowitz was the same, or was he just pure just lose guy? I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure. I mean, he kept the job with the WWF for as long as he did. So I'm sure they put him in the same category as the Brooklyn Brawler. Yeah, I just remember the Brooklyn Brawler was notorious for that, not just being a jobber, but being like the the test. Like if you if they wanted to see if you could go, they'd put you in the ring with him. He'd lose, but. But to see if like he actually had skill. Gee, a guy that was built as a monster but loses always kind of sounds like fucking Nyla Rose. He was first of all, Brooklyn Brawler was not a monster. Well, true. like a bro. No, he was just looked like a homeless dude who wore a Yankees t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, who collected any, garbage. Any one of us could be the Brooklyn Brawler in looks. So it's also true. He is a douchebag too. I think that, the true. I think the real test. By the true. way, I think the real test Ryan was test. No, the real test was one, two, three, kid. That makes sense. He was he was fantastic. I was just going to test because of his name. I liked the test. He's like he's he's you know. (laughs) Okay. You know, fair enough. He's just making faces. Oh, that's why you got to watch on the YouTube. Very true. (sighs) There you go. Come on. So that was my Saturday night. That was did uh did the lady get a picture with uh Mr. Abs? He did not have a table. Uh, we were looking around all night. We were nervous, Matt, because you had, I guess you were messaging uh, in the Discord, and I, I happened to check it out, and uh, we hadn't seen him all night, so we were like, "Oh my God, is he actually here? Like, is he going to show up?" And then it was his match, and Gina felt much more, uh, you know, me, Gina was very happy. But he was uh, definitely not uh, at a table because I said to her, I got cash. I'm going to throw a 20 in his little tidy at him at his ads. No, I'm just going to slide it up in his G string or whatever he's wearing. And I'm going to say, you say you be nice and just make her evening. But he didn't have a table. So Mr. Nice lost out on 20 bucks and a lot of heavy sweating. Would you? It was fucking hot in that gym, too, by the way. Oh, my God. It was last time, too. The worst. Do you think you could convince her to go to Brooklyn and see him wrestle Casanova Valentine? Uh, no ropes. 
no rig deathmatch. Because I believe that's why he didn't have anything set up. He went right from WrestlePro to Brooklyn to shoot that angle. Don't do it, Mrs. Money. Don't. She probably would have done it. She sent me a text, I think, Monday and was like, so do you want to do a four-hour round trip to Philly to watch Nice wrestle? I said, absolutely not. I I admire her commitment. Yeah. She's got the fucking 8x10 up in her office. She stares at it and talks to it. Sometime I go by and she's just, I hear her talking. I'm like, who are you talking to? And she goes, Tony. So it is what it is. What's up? As long as it's not Tony from the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast, you're good. No. That would be weird on several levels. Oh, Matt, look, response to you from Mrs. Money. I thought that was happening in Texas. It very, it very well may be. I'm not up on my uh, no ring death matches. I'm out of the loop. Or did they call I it a Texas death match that took place in Brooklyn? <laughs> I can't track of fucking WrestleMania weekend. What are you on drugs? Have you seen the goddamn list? There's like a hundred fucking shows. Yes. Uh, somebody put it in the Discord. I don't know. Yeah, it, Cron- Lisa, I think it was Lisa. Because she's down there in Texas. It's also, Texas. Dallas is boring. Dallas is really boring. So, it's obnoxious. like from what I've heard, you guys probably could have gotten credentialed at this point if you wanted to. Yeah. Like, I want no. But part. why would you want it, right? Like, I was able to go, but I'm like, I don't want to pay for the flight in the hotel. Even never mind. There's nothing in the card that I want to see, and any of the collective stuff. I'm like, I don't want to get COVID a fourth time. Come on now. <laughs> the zoo is nice in Dallas. The zoo? Okay. They have a nice zoo. And Uchi, if you're into sushi, is a fucking banger. I remember you talking about the sushi place. But other than that, it's like my experience there was like this is a very businessy city. I've never too- been. I can't. Uh, no comment. WrestleMania is too much. Way too much. The whole week, it's just, it's... Your, it's two your, nights, and now they have matinee wrestling with the NXT show. It's going on before night one of Right, but just everything that goes on WrestleMania week, and we kind of talked about it Monday, like, like it, you're going to something you want to see, and nothing is, it's not like, you know, uh, it's a it's at this building, and then the building next to it is wrestling. No, yeah. no, no. When they, the last WrestleMania they did here, they did shows at Jersey City, they had the show at the Garden, the WrestleMania was We're at MetLife. Yeah. It's uh, I met you guys weird. at the G1. Uh, when Kevin went down to Florida, like Janela Spring Break was like 40 minutes from from where he was staying. Like it's all over the fucking place. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. insane. I can't see it. It's all like colors. Yeah. It's you don't like, need uh, to, though. Like, look oh, at yeah, the, the, the fact point, that though. it's color coded. Yeah. is a good sign. And-, and that there's so much on there that you can't read it. Yeah, and it's like a size seven font or whatever. <laughs> yeah, there's there's wrestling starting Wednesday, March thirty first. I don't know why there's a wait. What the fuck is that? March thirtieth. There's they have a typo on this sheet. It's March three hundred and tenth. Holy shit balls! That's too much. I mean, um, look, if you're gonna go, look, if you're gonna go, God bless you. Go have fun, enjoy it. But be it's, safe. It's fucking exhausting. When when they did that first WrestleMania here in Jersey, and, and we did, we did the rest the first WrestleCon. Like it was, 
it was we did fuck Russell Pro. We went to I went to Dragon Gate. I went back to Russell Pro. We did the convention. We did WrestleMania. It's fucking exhausting. It's a lot. See, I think what would be cool is if they could host it. I mean, I know they're not hosting Mania, so it's a little different for these independents. But if it could be at a place where everything was walkable and it was like, you know, you, you go to a hotel and you don't ever have to leave us get in your car again, because that would be at least an experience. But you can, I guess, because it's just everyone and their mothers throwing an event. Yeah, it's... but honestly, GCW, well, they they're building off the back of of mania right but like the best place i think to do something like that that they already have a relationship is um indianapolis because the whole city's connected by the walkway and like i just feel like there's not a lot going on in that city like that would be great for indy and it, it's such like a perfect setup but they're just gonna follow mania wherever it goes because they're capitalizing which is a smart <laughs> smart play but like look at that that's crazy and there's too much good stuff. You have the ROH Supercard, you have Mission Pro, you have like Honestly, that that's probably the only thing I'd want to go to that weekend is the the Supercard of Honor. I mean, Honestly. I would definitely want to go to Effie's Big Gay Brunch. I mean, yeah, are there things on this list that I would definitely go to? I mean, like if we go back to the start, I mean, I'd Listen, I'm skipping fucking Major League Wrestling. I'm skipping GCW. I don't know half of this stuff. Control your narrative is the move. <laughs> yeah. See why Do you know? Do you know that the narrative is like okay, so you don't enter the ring, you enter the narrative. Oh my god. Are and you then kidding? I'm not I am not kidding. And then instead of saying like somebody won, like if it was Ryan and Matt and Matt won, it would be like Matt controlled his narrative. Ryan, Ugh. not so much. That's what they actually say at the conclusion of every match. They say not I, so much? They say not so much. And you don't win. Ugh. You controlled your narrative. And to control your narrative is a battle with yourself. Good, good luck with that, DC3 and company. Good for you guys. Oh, I don't crazy. think I would hate... I don't think I would hate that as much if it wasn't for the fact of everything they try to claim like they are and stand for. And it's like, oh, you're just the biggest bunch of nerds I've ever, I've ever seen. <laughs> and then you saying that. So you can imagine yeah. how the average person feels. And they have like a rant room, but it's just the janitor's closet. What the fuck? You, would you like to know the rules of Control Your Narrative? Yes, please read them aloud at once. The first rule. You are in control. The Me? Second, the second rule. You are Me? in control. Oh my goodness. That's a fight club play. The, I didn't write the fucking rules. All right. The third rule is fights end when you tap out, get knocked out, can't stand or quit. Sanctioned matches are in quotes. Uh, can end via pinfall. So basically all the same rules of wrestling. Got it. <clears throat> uh, rule four. Standard professional wrestling rules apply for sanctioned matches. Chaos ensues in the project pit. Number five. Oh, the projects are basically hurt. they're young boys that remember <laughs> that impact cinematic <laughs> bullshit where like those people were wearing the control your narrative shirts and they were on the ring apron like yeah, hitting terrible. the side of the ring. They're doing that there all the time. And the right. young they're basically young boys and they're called um projects. 
the fifth rule is no super kicks, no tope suicidos, no Canadian destroyers. All with hashtags in front of them for some reason. Yes. Uh, the sixth rule is the fight isn't with your opponent, as Kate said, it is within yourself. Oh my God. Uh, the seventh Seriously. rule fights will go as long as they have to. Thanks and sanctioned matches hit their times. I think my. I think I have testicle cancer because my balls really hurt right now. Well, I got one more rule for you. Oh, no. Don't do it to me. If you want to hashtag control your narrative, you have to fight. This is so fucking bad. Well, when you... so much, it hurts. Who is going to tell Austin Aries that the fight isn't within himself? It's just that he has COVID because he refuses to get vaccinated. Well, isn't there that rumor, too, that this like white supremacist group funded them? Was that true? There's a rumor out there, but they've well, denied like, it, obviously. They did a whole discount code of 88, and you get 88% off. 80 is tied in with, like, the SS. And everybody's like, and then EC3 tried to be like, oh, I didn't know what it means. Like, then why'd you choose 88? No one has ever chosen 88% off. Also, you are selling well if you're giving people 88% off of something. It's like hey, doing buy one get one tickets to WrestleMania. Oof! Still not oh, and you have two nights you can do that. Jesus Christ! Yeah. By the way, we talked about the super. We mentioned the Super Card of Honor. Yes. Um. So far, uh, they announced we're gonna get uh, Gresham versus Bandito. It's gonna be killer. Oh, yeah. Can't wait. They announced Zayn versus Swerve. Gonna also Excellent. be killer. Yeah. They announced Jay Lethal versus Lee Moriarty. Hell yeah. It's going to rule. And we're finally going to get the Briscoes versus FTR. Yay. Look at that. Apparently, they've been working on that since January. They just and need to buy the company to make it happen. I'm sorry, uh, <laughs> did you forget to mention Bandito and Gresham? Hell yeah. No, that was the first one I think I said. Okay, sorry. It's okay. That's going to um, be a banger. So yeah, I'll be watching that somewhere. Uh, because that's I got you, buddy. Oh, oh sweet. If I'm, if I'm working, I'll, I'll pass that shit over to you. Thanks. Still got man. that. I still got that honor club, son. Yeah, it's, it's only honor club. Oh, they are doing it through the honor club. I could just buy it on fight, but because honor club is real. I got you, homie. I thought, but they're not controlling their narrative. So is it real? Mm, that's a really good point. Is anything real? We have to look within because the narrative is within ourselves. I looked within this week and I canceled a bunch of subscriptions that I wasn't using. Like what? Well, I canceled my pro wrestling crate. It's a good one. So just I, I have no room for t-shirts. Nick you got a, you got enough stuff. You don't need you don't need a a grab bag. I yeah, you. I canceled my high spot network because I just wasn't not watching it. Uh, I canceled the pro wrestling Noah wrestling universe. Uh, okay. Not because it's bad. I just. Don't have time to watch it. Only so many hours in a day. So I saved a couple shekels. And I was excited about that. I'm happy for you. More figure money. Yeah, there you More go. Figure money. Oh, we so, somehow on the figure talk. Summer's coming around. We got I got to spruce up the backyard. It's very true. Somehow, man, on the figure talk, we forgot to talk, to mention fucking Walmart fucked us. Don't please don't. I don't want to rage. Can we get a little bit of rant out of you, Matt? I just, Can you go into a janitor's closet, a.k.a. the are rant Are we on room? the rant? Uh, we are actually on the rant. Hey, look at that. We never plug it. We're on the rant. Well, they advertised it. I don't know if you saw that. 
Oh we're my gonna, God, they did. We're gonna, gonna be, be on this week, next week, the WrestleMania yes. week. We're on. So I, I don't know why be... Ann popped me so hard. Oh hey, look at that. We're on. The rant. Hey, we're on the rant. Yeah, <laughs> anyone's listening. If you're on the rant, listening, like I said Monday night. God bless. Open you. the YouTube and just tell us you're listening because I'm pretty sure no <laughs> one listens on the rant. Um. So Matt, we why don't you give us your thoughts on the Walmart. We pre-ordered myself and Ant Money. I remember it clear as day. I was working the Chatham Farmers Market. It was a nice June day, and I was uh, scrolling through the Instagram. There it was, Walmart exclusive Sting for sale oh, through the website. Get it now before it's gone. I text Ant Money. We jump in there. I ordered three because I didn't know if Ant was going to be able to get one because people were like, "These things are flying," and I answer my buddy. I'd look out for him. He's a collector, so I ordered three. Worst case scenario, I could flip it. Yep. And I was like, I'll just get one for Ann. If he can't get it, we're good. Fast forward to December. You get the email. It's been pushed back. January, February, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm setting up the truck Friday. And Ant texts me. Had to be the bear bad news. Wade Barrett. They fucking canceled our orders. I'm still trying to don't fucking put it up for pre-order if you're going to cancel. Well, here's the here's what I don't here's what I don't I'm trying to figure out, man. And Marky Mark Kayfabe says his got canceled, too. So it wasn't just us. Uh, There's and there's people on Twitter I saw were saying the same exact thing. But here is my here's what I can't figure out. Did they actually produce this fucking figure? and sell it and not cap the pre-orders or did they just cancel all the fucking orders because they can't get their shit together i think they just didn't cap the pre-order it's uh, it's very frustrating it's it makes my blood boil we're gonna it makes your what my blood boil oh blood boil sorry i I my guess is that they didn't cast the pre-order. Um, oh, I uh, we're gonna have a gap, Matt, in the collection. <sighs> They've been showing up in stores, man. That's all I know. Oh, that's how I know that they didn't cap the pre-order because they clearly made it. They put it in stores. It's really not that hard. You go, we're going to make this many. We're going to give you this many. Okay, well then we will allow you to pre-order that exact amount. And once that exact amount has been hit, we don't we don't take a pre-order. I all I know is that my Walmart right up the street doesn't get shit. I haven't seen anything I ever want. Any figures. I haven't found any Ghostbuster shit. I haven't seen any wrestling stuff there. It's garbage. I have to go like a half hour out of the way to try to find a Walmart with anything. You guys like, are so brave. You know what, Kate? We all can't tweet about touching grass like you do every day. I mean, you could, but wait, uh, no one cares enough about me. Wait, and I'm, I okay, care and I'm okay. I'm okay with that. <laughs> Is that a euphemism? Is Kate smoking, rocking the ganj? No, no, I would probably be a happier person if that was the case. Oh, you should try it. Get some edibles, man. Kate, I can hook you up. I got I some. Yo, we should do some edibles and watch. No, I don't have edibles, but I have. Not saying I like, can take care of us right now. I'm just saying, like, we should do some edibles and then do like a watch along. You should right now. 
That would be hilarious. Can we do the show while you guys are high? That would be amazing. I mean, I can sometimes barely stay awake. I saw the Batman last night. How the was the Batman? Batman? Yeah. I saw the Batman, and I didn't realize it was three fucking hours, so I saw it at 9.45 at night. That's it rough. was excellent, though. Good for you. The first time I looked at the clock, it you know it was like 12.10, and I was like, holy shit, this is fucking flying. So it didn't feel like three hours. There was like a there was a gap in the middle where it was like, what the fuck, man? The whole story made sense, though. It was, look, excellent movie. He's very, I don't know when Batman became emo. I don't know if this is like a DC thing. This is year two Batman. Okay, I don't know what that fucking means, dude. I'm all over the fucking place. They took my Marvel off the Netflix. They moved it to Disney+. Plus. We've been yeah. filling in the gap with the X-Men. I'm all over the goddamn place. I can't keep track of shit. I mean, it's I can't believe Disney I Plus. pivoted you guys away from figures into something else that I don't watch. <laughs> now it's you like had Batman movie. nails. I know. I'm going to go see it. But You should. It's an excellent, excellent movie. I'm glad. Yeah. We won't He's, like give spoilers. I thought the fucking doctor wrote it. It was very emo. The doctor, it's fucking sad. Um, My fucking mother's dead. I'm not fucking sad all the time. What do you want from me? Spoilers. He's so bro. sad. He's so sad. Well, He's a superhero. Be fucking enjoy it, man. Do something cool. The way you say sad. He's just sad. So sad. Why is he so sad? He's a sad man. I understand. Don't be sad. My mommy and hey, daddy are gone. I'm a billionaire. Right, they've been gone forever, too. And he's got it. You're right. He's a billionaire. Is Billion. He? I'm just a millionaire. He's a billionaire. And he's still, he's still got those goddamn Batman. Nails. He's got a fucking yeah. butler. I don't have a butler. I got three cats. I'm fucking cleaning up hairballs every day. You're it's their butler. Alfred's cleaning up for everybody. <laughs> That's a cat butler. Yeah, we see enough cat butt, and now we it's got true. the cat butler. Don't summon, don't summon cats. So, um, cat butts assemble. So, did anybody uh, watch late night uh, rampage on Friday? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I was so tired. I was actually I was out Friday, uh, Friday night, so I. Uh, the DVR was set, but I forgot to extend the time on it, uh, and I couldn't yes. do it from my mobile app because Optimum sucks a bag of dicks. So, um, so I did That's not good. see Rampage, but I heard it was good. But obviously, the ratings fucking sucked because it was at eleven thirty. No, it, like it closer to midnight. Started, yeah, at probably eleven fifty. It was good. Darby Allen almost killed himself like he does every match, and it was a lot. Um, yeah. Keith Lee yeeted people. It was fun. Yeah, it was uh, Darby <laughs> Allen defeating the Butcher by Countout. We saw the Butcher tonight. We'll talk about him. That was um, an excellent match, too. We should yeah. pause and say that like Butcher in a solo match was a fantastic sight to see of him, and I think it was one of the strongest matches that we've seen him in an AW. Like, I was really impressed by... Um, just how he worked alone. Oh, now he's used to being alone. Now he doesn't have to split his time with anyone. I was just gonna say it's because he's got all his time to focus on wrestling. Unfortunately, no. Uh, Red Velvet defeated Layla Hirsch. She was stirring it up. <laughs> Matt loves to stir it up more than anything. Fun. Oh, yeah. Stirring it up is fun. It is. As long as the end result is not cotton candy, you are a winner. You're anti cotton candy. candy? 
Cotton candy is disgusting. It's gross. It's sticky. Kids get it all over their fingers. They try and touch your brand new jo- Johan Santana jersey. And you want to punch them in their faces. Oh, this sounds like a personal matter. <laughs> sounds a little specific. I'm not going to lie. Very specific. Cotton candy is disgusting. And then it gets all over your fingers. I don't think cotton candy is. I think children are. <laughs> Both. It's like the it's my ultimate bugaboo. If 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 it was like a half child, half bird, I would probably have a heart attack. Half child, <laughs> half bird with a mouthful of cotton candy. Half man is bear my pick. Worst nightmare. Man bear pick. Half child bird with cotton candy in its mouth. No, half child, half, half bird, bird, half child bird with cotton candy. With like a mouthful of cotton candy, just chasing after me. I'm super Crazy. cereal. Child bear bird. Forget about it. Um, House of Black defeated Fuego del Sol in Bear Country because Fuego del Sol is a goddamn loser. He's a fucking loser. That's what he is. Um, Jobski, baby. But did you I, see the um the move he took? Yes, I did. That looked fucking sick. Uh, that's the only thing I saw. Uh, was that clip? Uh, so I have to go back and watch this. And then Keith Lee defa- defeated Max Caster. So just a shout out to Kyle K. Sparks in the chat. By the way, when I called children disgusting, he said, "Have two can confirm love them." But holy shit! Uh, I guess I forgot Kate can't access these things. No, I she refuses can't. to log in. It's okay. Well, when I try to, I sound like a weird robot. She sounds like a robot. A robot. Well, Rampage sounded fun, but nobody fucking saw it, apparently. So, not great. well, Kate did, and Ryan did. <laughs> I saw Glassjaw Friday night, so that was... Hell well, yeah. It's a good show. Fair. On a scale of one to Tony Nese's abs, I give it a seven and a half. Assuming okay. that he has ten abs, which he probably has 74 abs, really, so... I have not counted, but it's more than six. I know that much. Mrs. Money has. She could give us the exact number. She could. Yeah. And like an analysis of how cut each one is. <laughs> she probably named each one. Which one is best? Thank you. Asian Joe is with me on the anti-cotton candy take. Thank you, Asian Joe. Pleasure. You're both, you're both foolish. You're both you foolish. Are. Cotton candy is delicious. You have, a, you have a child? You give your kid cotton candy? Let him run around for a little while? I did give him cotton candy once. You know what he told me? It's gross. Too sweet. Don't like it. Did he like too sweet? I tried to give it. He didn't know what I was doing. (laughs) It's too sweet. And I said, That's a good teaching moment, Anthony. I tried. He's still working on, you know, the the hand motion. Just glue them together. Yeah, then he'll get it. What do you mean? Just glue it together and send them to school like that. Yeah, I don't have a problem. That's his teacher's fault at that point. Like, kinda, I think it's good Matt decided not to have children with Rhea. And then he could just be like Scott Hall. Scott Hall. Scott Hall. A whole day of it. He'll be good. Scott and he'll Hall. never he'll never not know how to throw up the two sweet. I will say this, by the way. We uh we had Dark on last night for obvious reasons. Um Tony Nice was on. And um after niece wrestled, Mrs. Money left the room. I don't know where she went. I'm not asking. But um, <laughs> Ab uh, came on, and Baby Money was sitting on the couch, and he's like, who is that? And I was like, oh, it's Abaddon. She's just, he's been really into, like, um, he's been talking a lot lately about, like, blood and zombies and eating brains and dying. So we've been trying to. 
Does, uh... Distance. <laughs> I, got, I got a couple <laughs> books if he wants to borrow them. No, it's no. okay. Um, so we've been trying to distance. So I just wasn't paying attention. I didn't realize Abaddon was on. And he's like, who is that? And I was like, oh, it's Abaddon. She's just, she's funny. Uh, and I didn't explain the whole thing. He's like, she's got red eyes. And I was like, yeah, they're like contacts. Like when dad doesn't wear his glasses, he puts contacts in. I said, I can get red one. Should I do that? And he goes, no, it'll look like your eyes are bleeding. And I was like, okay, enough of the bleeding. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. He's not. So fast forward to tonight, uh, he's eating dinner and we're sitting at the table with him and he goes to Mrs. Money, mom, there was a wrestler last night who had red hair and red eyes. And Gina, uh, you know, she goes, who is he talking about? And I'm like, Abaddon. And she's like, oh yeah, he's, she's silly, but she's cool, huh? And he goes, she got knocked down and sat right back up. And then he goes, she walked like this. And then he got down on the floor and started crawling around really fast. <laughs> <laughs> you need to say it was too quick. I had no idea. Too quick. He was going to. Baby money. It was just, I had no idea that it was going to stick with him. Because uh, he didn't seem to be into it. But he loved it. Also, a little inside news. Rob, Well, not inside news. They announced it. Rob Zombie going on tour with uh, Mudvayne and Power Man 5000. And Static X. And Static X, yes. yes. Uh, which perennial I think bands that my friends open for at Starland. Power yeah, Man 5000 and Static X. I think Edsel Dope is now singing first, which is pretty cool. But um, uh, we are pretty sure. Tickets go on sale Friday. We're going to try to take him because he fucking loves Rob Zombie. He's so cool. Right? So, Rob we're going to try to take him over the summer. And he loves Matt making pizzas. I honestly want to see Mudvayne because they're fun live. I like fucking Mudvayne. Anyway, uh, man, we're 50 minutes in. We've been ranting and raving. Matt gave a little rant. Thanks, Matt. Hey, you're welcome. Uh, Matt, I think you want to rant a little bit more, don't you? I do, because if you are enjoying this wonderful vehicle, whether you're live, you're on the YouTube, you're on the Facebook, you're on the Twitter, or you're listening in podcasts where we say, God damn, this is a great show. It's got comedy. It's got people full of wrestling knowledge, people that know about figures and ghosts and tag teams. Ryan Schlong, tag team expert. You say, where can I find more of these excellent shows? Well, you should go right over to the Shining Wizards Network. ShiningWizardsNetwork.com, home to an array of excellent shows. Of course, if you're not familiar with the Mark Order Podcast, you're not familiar with Shining Wizards Matt, the Shining Wizards Network, it's my home. It's where the Shining Wizards live. Over 10 years, the Shining Wizards Podcast. Recently, we had former Ring of Honor. Tag team champion, A.W. Darvish, regular. You saw him wrestle Frankie Kazarian. You saw him wrestle in Snowy's Lane. This is what he's good at. So if you are a heavy metal fan and you are looking for uh, a new heavy metal podcast, Radioactive Metal is the place to go. Check it out. Their latest episode, it's called Gimmicks. Uh, and they um, they kind of talk about metal, metal gimmicks in the world, like the Kiss, King Diamond, Warpaint, Iron Maiden's Eddie, uh, the Kerry King's arm spike, 
Corpse Grinder's neck and various guitar signature designs, deep dives into so much in the heavy metal community. So check that out. And then the Ringside Rant. Uh, RJ over there is doing great things. Uh, their latest episode, they go back to the March 17th, 1997 Raw. They are on their way to WrestleMania uh, 13. So check that out. All available. The Shining Wizards Network. ShiningWizardsNetwork.com. Home to one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight fantastic shows. Check it out. Back to you in studio. Oh man, thanks, Matt. You're welcome. Our Facebook broke. I'm uh I'm uh doing it right now. I'm taking care of it. So doing it and doing that. it, doing it well on the Facebook, the Facebook. Also, right, if you uh enjoy the Shining Wizards Network, you're looking for more things to check out. Kate does a variety of podcasts. Tuesday nights, Sour Graps with Alex Thank over you. there. They're talking NXT <laughs> 2.0, and they're having a lot of fun doing it. Definitely worth checking out. Something's got to be fun on Tuesday nights, and it ain't NXT. So she's also crushing the Friday night post SmackDown and Rampage show over at Fightful. So if you want to check out Kate, she's doing that. Schlong's crushing it on the Mark Order Twitter at Mark Order Pod. Maybe I don't know what our Twitter handle is. Yes, that's what it is. <laughs> is it? Thank you. Hey, yo, man. He's watching Dark. He's watching Dark Elevation. He's watching Mission Pro. He's watching. All sorts of wrestling. Anything Ryan's interested in, he's watching, he's tweeting about, he's interacting, he does a great job. So if you're not following the Mark Quarter podcast, you should be. Yeah. And if you think there's wrestling I should watch and tweet about, come talk to me about it. There you go. I'm, I'm all for wrestling. But what if I am like watching a live tweet and I'm like, I wish I had some sort of symbol to stick on something well, to... Kate. Go on. Oh, sorry. I thought like that a was bad it. signal. Like a sort bad of... signal, kind of, but like more Mark ordery and maybe with multiple versions. Well, I've got news for you. You can just go to the bio, hit that link tree, and there is a request button where you can request free stickers. No and way. Yeah, Kate. We got the v1.0 the the rectangle sticker and we've got the brand new 2.0 round cut mark order podcast sticker and they are free to anybody who wants it just like i said go to our link tree and what's great is in the link tree as well i'm going to plug the link tree a little bit you can find links to all our social platforms you can find a link to our uh youtube and subscribe to it if you're not already subscribed to it but most importantly, you can request those free stickers. All you do is hit the button, put your name, your mailing address, what country you live in, and then guess what? I send you the stickers. You don't have to... Look, Asian Joe has a question. He raised his hand. Do I have to pay for shipping, though? Well, of Asian course. Joe? Of course. That would be reasonable to have uh, to pay for shipping. Guess what, guys? You don't have to pay for shipping. You just send me your address... I take care of the rest. Shipping's on us. I'll send them anywhere in the goddamn world. So you just tell me where you want them, and I will send them. Will you send them to Parts Unknown? Yes, as long as you give me the address within Parts Unknown and what country Parts Unknown is within, you'll get stickers. Beautiful. You'll I gotta be honest, it's so much better when Matt does the live read. I like it better, but it does take away our segue moment, and I feel like we inadvertently fell into it here. 
We did. Because we I like it play. when Aunt goes, well, Kate. <laughs> Have I got news for you? It's the best. Kate loves it's segues. I segues do love segues. They're fun. I guess Matt is done for the night. So we thank him for no, joining no, no, us. No. Listen, he gets to take a break. He did the live read. So now he's got to go uh, make a little pee pee and uh, maybe get a drink. So that's fine. Pee pee in the pot. Pee pee in the pot. Yeah. Sorry, the, uh, the the wife is uh, we're experimenting with the cats. We're putting on. Uh, what are you experimenting with the cats, buddy? We're putting Phrasing. on like uh, what are they? Prosthetic nails. Prosthetic nails. What? They're nail. The cats now have nail caps on, so they can't scratch each other's eyes. Wait that a minute. Smart. Are they little caps? Are they just mittens? No, they're not mittens. Kitten mittens? Kitten mittens? They're not Kitten mittens. mittens. Do, are your cats loud? How do you... For those listening in podcast form, Rhiannon is okay. uh, showing them to us. And they is look the, just like, like little, little cats. It's like a little condom you put on their nails, huh? Yeah, it's like a nail condom, I guess. A little finger condom. There's there there's Danhausen. Danhausen is here. Congratulations. Whoa, right. she comes back. Uh, so sorry, that's why I I had to go see because now the baby gates are down. Gates back. Cat condoms. <laughs> sorry, there's a lot. My camera. What the fuck happened? Is that better? My camera just lit. That's all. Oh, no, you were fine. sorry. I was, you know, if you recall, you know, we had that incident a couple months ago. Yes, on the podcast. Mm-hmm. So. I wish we could play the audio right fucking now. <laughs> I wish you could play the visual right now because Matt's face went. I mean, I'm sure I could find the episode and pull it up on the YouTube, but my goodness, it was so fucking funny. Um, well, best of luck to you there, Matt. She's already got two cats down. So how do you get the cat to sit still and put it's those things easy. on? I asked her how Muda did, and she said it wasn't good. He hissed. He tried to bite her. Smart cat. I don't know. You know what? If he wasn't such a dick, this wouldn't be a problem. Did he use Muda Mist? And try and he spit did it not. Face? He did not Muda Mist her. He knows okay. better. That's good. You don't, you don't Muda Mist mommy or daddy. Kate, I want to show you something, too. No, if you, you do? Want. I don't think you noticed this. <gasps> That's not Notorious B.I.G. It is. It is, uh, it is not. It was the. It was the Kingston Pata. It was the last uh, pro wrestling crate I got yesterday, and it had this and a Kevin Nash T-shirt in it. So. Oh my oh, goodness, nice. that is a good-looking shirt. Yeah, it feels good too. Nice. Oh, I by still the way, don't have a redeemed he's not shirt. I'm way behind. No. Uh, by the way, get me one for Christmas. I did enjoy this. Uh, Kyle K. Sparks. Uh, said it's a clawphylactic, perhaps. <laughs> well played, well played, gents. So, right. guys, we should probably talk it. about today in AEW. Do it, Rockefeller. Okay, well, let's look at the rankings real quick. Why, real quick, do Why? birds suddenly appear every time? Ryan has talked for maybe two minutes of the first hour of the show and then just chimes in. Just breaks out in song. I like (laughs) it. Hot take. I hate Sammy Guevara's hair. Oh, that's not a hot take at all. 
Wait, and I, I'm going to need camera for a second because I need Asian Joe's right. I have the best T-shirt of the night. I mean, awesome. I'm gonna I'm Is gonna disagree new? with you. Yeah, Asian Joe got it for me. That's fucking awesome. Oh, that's why. Asian Joe fucking rules. Where did he get he that does. from? Because I see a WWF logo on there. Yeah, I have no idea. That was the shocking part to me that I had the WWF logo. I, I like my shirt to anybody who gets it. What are you looking at, dick nose? I just have a, like a sweater on. <laughs> so, guys, the rankings, real quick. Do it fast. How fast? Micro. Do it like Micro Machine Man. Go. Okay, ready? Here we go. Men's division. Adam Pedro champ, Scorpio Sky TNT champ, one, Lance Archer, two, Sammy Guevara, three, Jay Lethal, four, Adam Cole, five, pa, 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 Powerhouse Hot. Excellent job. All right, and the women's division. What? Why does Thunder Rosa look like a character from He-Man? Well, because she painted her whole face. No, last. I know, but this is not a good picture of her. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why they've just been using the new photo of her. Is she painting her face uh, completely from now on? Did she do uh, away with the half it, half a it, skull face? Like Dan Housen with a wig. A wig Housen? I feel like it looks more like Sting. <laughs> Sting! I feel like it looks more like King Diamond. Grandma, what was it like? Come on, let's go through the rankings. Let me spend 10 minutes talking about Thunder Rose's face paint. Well, let's go. Champ Thunder Rosa, TBS Champ Jade Cargill, one Deeb, two Nyla Rose, three Red Velvet, four Dr. Britt Baker, five Layla Hirsch. Thank you. And our tag division Champs Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, one Dark Order, Silver and Reynolds, two Ass Boys, three Top Flight, four The Acclaim, five Somehow FTR. And there's our rankings for the night. Nobody wrapped. We just tried to do it quick. We did so guys, it. Step all over my King Diamond. How dare you? I didn't step on King Diamond. Not I you. Just like Not it. you. Not you, Anthony. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. I missed it, Matt. Who didn't appreciate King Diamond? You know we're not low. We are low men on the totem pole. You know that. Who? Me and you? This podcast. What do you mean? Oh, for the love of In God, all I said was this that you were is... like, let's fly through the rankings. And then you were like, uh, her face we are looks the like bottom of the barrel. She doesn't care. There's I'm no here more than you. There's no super. Mom and dad are fighting. I'm going to hide. First of all, pay me. Oh. Second of all, <laughs> I'm here. All right. <laughs> I mean, I I'd like, wait a minute. Control is uh, is getting paid an option? Because I'd like to also get paid. Oh, no. me too. Pay well, me. Pin me. Pay me. We're gonna get there someday, fellas. Me, we're gonna we? win. You know what? We're gonna get the winner's purse. The winner's purse. Um, do we have to split it four ways though? I'll, I'll take care of it through my cash app. You'll definitely get your fair share. You definitely uh, will. Trust you. I'm s- not extorting you guys. Were we from Texas for the second week in a row here? Yes. Uh, this Good was Texas. This was live tonight from Cedar Stars Park. at night are big and bright. Deep in the heart of Texas. Ryan Whoa. only sings now. <laughs> Seriously. That's all he does. 
He's like uh, that guy. Does anybody remember the cartoon that used to be on G4, Code Monkeys? No? Then never mind. There was a guy who just always sang, Everything he sang like this whenever he talked. That's Ryan Schlong. That sounds like every band from the 2000s. Fantastic. Yes, Matt. Um, this show was uh, from Cedar Park, uh, right outside of Austin. Their return. Uh, and uh, this show opened up with Chicago Mid Pants tonight versus Dax Harwood. Come on. A Bret Hart tribute. Of course he was going to be wearing long boys. I mean, then he should have been wearing a, a full oh, get up. If he had the full like singlet with the long boys, that would have been yeah. nice. Weird on him. Yeah, he should have wore the pants with the trunks over the top. Yeah, but he didn't. So he was just Chicago. But how's that weird? That's how Bret Hart wrestled every match of his career. Okay, were trunks over the top of the pants? Uh, when he, I think it was like the, I think it was the pants, or maybe it was the whole thing. I thought it was just a one piecer. For I think for I think. There was a time when I think it was trunks over the pants. I'm just I think early on, up. wasn't it? Way early on. Okay, and not yeah, when he was a cowboy either. That does not feel very like a yeah. look that would look good on CM Punk or at probably any modern wrestler. Yeah, because it's definitely not like in his later run, but I do know what you're talking about. He had like red pants and uh, the black trunks. Yeah. Anywho, sorry. Wait, I what did he have? Match. Black pants, red trunks? Yeah, I think he wore uh, any. I think he just wore trunks in Stampede too. He did definitely did that. Yes, in Stampede, he he certainly did. Uh, this is a this is a photo I found of Bret Hart. It looked like uh, it looks like maybe it was trunks down here, right over the over uh, the pants. Yeah, look at that. At some at some point, that whole thing becomes one though. The that's the pants and the singlet. I don't know how or why. Look at the nips. It's hard he to knew, get like, past when, the nips. when two becomes one, he was a womanizer. Like what are you Shawn gonna do? Michaels, I when two become. One. I missed this, and I'm really, really annoyed about this. Yeah, what, go back and match? watch it. It was awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you should go back and watch this. CM Punk wound up winning by submission with the Anaconda Vice. We did get uh, Sharpshooter, so that was fun. And the ass boys were ringside the uh, whole time. I I don't understand that. Um, And a figure four. Yes. Was there any uh, kind of Bret Hart tribute here? Any of you novices notice? I thought not that I would be able to pick up, but there were like people on Twitter were talking about it. So what were they talking about? Storytelling. And there was there was some submission stuff that was Austin Hart throwbacky oh. right there were a couple of spots which makes sense because today was nice. the anniversary of that match you should definitely so. watch that match i'm gonna for sure go back and watch that because that's i've seen it before but like stuff like this makes me want to go do that more which is really fun but this match rules dax is so good man <laughs> like i knew they looked like they were both having a ton of fun sorry i didn't mean to just suddenly like dive into it but um like they both looked like they were having the time of their lives i felt like and man dax with the suplexes is just like he's unreal with the suplex the eddie guerrero ones especially like um 
I just really loved that. There was a ridiculous slingshot thunderbomb in there that was so great. Like, yeah, Dax hit the like a a very Brett leg drop. Like, I don't know if it was as much of like a spot mimic thing as just it felt like you were watching um, Bret Hart feelings coming <laughs> coming out of both of these guys. But I thought it was awesome. I it's just amazing how like as a fan who has been watching for less time. I have come, especially in the past two years, like so much more appreciative of just simple storytelling. And it's really, really fun. And I'm sure that's where you guys, especially Matt, have been at for a really long time. But like Dax is probably one of the best to do it. And I think Punk is right up there (laughs) too. Like the amount of tension that was built, like I was sold a ticket a couple of times in this match and just, it was just really, really great storytelling. And um, like, I like a lot of different styles of wrestling. Stylistic isn't like the thing that I get caught up on. I get caught up on stupid stuff like matching gear that opponents wear. (laughs) But like, I just love, I've grown to really, 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 really appreciate fundamentals of professional wrestling and storytelling. And like this match was everything that I wanted it to be. And just like this whole CM Punk comeback run has been just everything that I would want. <laughs> like he was facing Eddie. I loved all the MJF stuff. He gets to do stuff like this. Man, I don't know, but I think Bret Hart is going to be around this Owen Cup thing because they just keep really, really leaning into stuff about him. Um, and I I just think that would be the most beautiful thing if, if they could do that, um, if Bret wants to do that. But this just... To open the show too just was such a great way to kick this off, and it just felt like a really great wrestling match. Like there, nothing, um, not a down moment in it. Not like spots to really pick out. Just like from bell to bell, a great story and a lot of fun to watch. At least that's how I felt about it. Uh, I think I don't think Brett being involved is such a far fetched idea. Don't forget he presented that the AEW World Title at the at All Out before the page and Jericho match. So he yeah, and MJF cut that promo where he was like, Brett, look out a fan. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> what a dick. <laughs> oh, we'll talk about MJF. Um, yeah, this, I thought this was a really great match. Um, that slingshot power bomb looks great every time. Uh, and both of these guys, you know, can wrestle. Dax is just so solid. Um, just a really fun match. The pants are always weird for me on CM Punk. I still just can't get over Chicago mid pants. Um, but a fun match uh, with a little bit of that Brett sprinkled in. So uh, a lot of fun. Definitely something to check out, Matt. Um, so when you get a chance, go back. Schlong, anything you want to add here? I'm a little annoyed I I didn't catch on to the suplex spot because Brett had a very unique suplex. He had more snap to it than most guys. So I'm a little I'm surprised cuz I I do recognize a Brett suplex, but no, it's just a solid match. And I know we're going to we'll get to the nah, fuck it. Well, sorry if I cut you off with the ass boy thing, but it made sense they were ringside for what they're doing with FTR. They're a perfect yeah. first opponent for face FTR. No one of a real threat. They're clearly the heels. You're not hurting a popular good heel team. You're hurting, you know, someone easier, but they are not someone that everyone knows. So I think they're a perfect first team 
first mini, very, very mini feud for a face FTR. I kind of feel like they should turn the Dark Order heel. It's going to be impossible. They'll just get cheered. But, or something like, I just, maybe it's just because I just truly have no interest in the ass boys, but like, I think we need more heel tag teams that can eat spots like this without it being damaging to them coming up. Like, I, and, and, Dark Order just feels stale right now because they've just been used as a way to elevate Paige for the most part. We'll talk about what happened at the end of the show, obviously, but like, I feel like they need a solution on because the tag team division is so good and built with so many teams that need to go over. You need more guys that are just like two guys who can eat some losses that can put over some like inevitable faces. Cause I think we're going to run into this problem a little bit more. I FTR, I think is my favorite tag team. I think the Young Bucks are right there, but stylistically, like, I just love FTR. And I have absolutely no interest in seeing them versus the Ass Boys. I understand why they're doing it, but I just could not care less. Like, it just feels like such a waste of FTR to me. Can I ask a question? I, I don't want to derail the podcast. Um, go ahead. <laughs> so snarky. The, the punk pants tights thing, right? Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Is there? It just it's we it doesn't work for me, right? But I can think of a bunch of wrestlers who went from tights to long pants and long pants to tights, and it never bothered me. But the punk thing is weird. Like when Macho Man went from tights to the long pants, no mm-hmm. issue. When Triple H went from long pants to the to the tights, no issue. But the Jericho did it too. Yeah, the punk thing is weird. Like, if the Hardy Boys went to tights, that'd be fucking weird. I'll tell you why I think it's weird for punk. Because he's going back and forth. It's not a consistent look. Like, he didn't make a... He's not even paying attention to me. No, I'm looking looking at the figures. I'm trying to figure out, like, who else has done it. What I heard was, I'd rather hang out with... The figures then talk to you guys. I no, I'm making a con- fuck you. I'm making a conversation. <laughs> I actually, I didn't. I don't think it's that weird. This is. I haven't heard a lot of people saying that it's weird for them, but it's weird for you. It is. It's I, a little weird, and I think Anthony's right because he goes the whole WWF run. He was just in tights, and even yep. Ring of Honor tights, yep. and he did the basketball shorts. We never saw these these long boys. So it's I weird. think I just like long boys better in general, so it doesn't like weird me out because I just Sounds think like a personal, personal thing. I mean, queen? I prefer long it's boys nice to, to short boys. You know what I mean? But uh... I don't. I don't know how that works because I'm a man. <laughs> I don't I'm... know what a female prefers. <laughs> I just... you don't know if they prefer a small or a bigger dick. <laughs> well, I don't know what's too big. Like. I've heard anything over four inches is too big, and that's what I live my life by. <laughs> Wide or long? Both. Okay. Right? Like, what if it's too big? It hurts. That's not good. You don't want that. It's a personal problem. Right? But what if it's small and it fucks the sides up? That might be good. Do you think part of the trunks <laughs> issue is that he also had, like, the knee pads, like the long shin guardy type things? No, because no. I feel like I was used to him doing I think it's just he keeps going back and forth. Well, he has a very scientific process, it sounds like, of just asking random people what she should wear from time to time. <laughs> he takes a poll? Yeah, 
He tweeted he a couple f- times that like one time he just like asked Anna J. Like, so is it a, does he take a small poll or a large poll? I that's you'd have to ask him. Depends a hard, on a hard poll, like a long poll, hard. A soft what? Pole, a short perhaps, pole perhaps if we have another encounter at the White Castle <laughs> post office, I will ask him. Please do. I also yeah. think his his long boys are made of a weirder material than most long trunks, and I think that makes them look different. I think he's perfect. Like, would just, it be weird if Shawn Michaels wrestled in tights? So weird. Yes, because yeah. we've not seen it, but if he did it consistently, it wouldn't be weird. Like, so I'm just thinking of Jericho, right? At one point, Jericho went from tights to pants, and he did it for a long time, and then he went back to 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 tights. But he did it consistently. He wrestled every time in tights again, so it wasn't weird, like, seeing him back in tights. I just find it weird that he's going back and forth. Like some nights he's in pants, some nights he's in he's in uh, shorts so, or, or tights. So to me, it's sort I'm of. I'm with weird. Kate. I prefer long pants over the over the tights. I don't like the trunks. Ryan, if you're the same type of big man that I am, I know you prefer shorts most of the <laughs> year. Right. See, that's yes. what I'm thinking. Like, is the arena hot? Is it cold? If it's chilly, yeah. No. Tonight, that- have that makes sense. A couple that days ago, maybe he's doing it for hot. toys. He's like, listen, you get to release the trunks version of me, then you get the long pants version of me, and you get the special sh- basketball shorts version of me that we had in the uh, doll collar match. He's That's got three different variant. lines. God, I would yeah. have to buy that so hard. That oh, ROH wow. throwback figure. God damn it. God damn. <laughs> God damn. God damn. Well, the men's ruled, Matt. Go back and watch it. I plan on doing it. Yeah, it was really good. If anyone's out there and, and they're looking, they go to their their toy store. They, if anyone comes across the Andre the Giant as the Bigfoot figure, just grab that for me, please. What? Yeah, you don't know about that? No. They got the Holly the the Hollywood uh the Hollywood set. So there's like John Cena from Fast and the Furious or something. Dumb. The Rock, uh, the Rock from some movie. Probably the Fast and the Furious. Oh, maybe. Was John Cena in the Fast and the Furious? They both were. Uh, they got Roddy Piper from They Live. I this mean, is that, insane. It makes sense. Uh, and then there's then the second set. There's Andre as Bigfoot from the the $7 million man. But why wouldn't they just do him from the Princess Bride? Because that's the Princess Bride is doing that. There's a set out there with him as, as Fesnick. It's fucking... The giant is Bigfoot's fucking weird. Yeah, it's hysterical. Did you can you pull did you pull it up? It's pull you, up. it's a gem. I'm sorry. Ryan looked it up because he said this is ridiculous. I heard him say this is ridiculous. Have it. Uh here we go. <laughs> so dumb looking. <laughs> That's why he has to be pulled up. Um yeah, Andre the Giant as Bigfoot is uh is not a good look. Here we go. Kate, are you ready to see Andre the Giant as Bigfoot? No, but show me anyway. Here you go. <laughs> True <laughs> FX man. lifelike details. Matt wants to pay money for this? I gotta have it. Like dollars? This is what they think of his legacy, huh? All right. Well, 
The six million dollar man. The six million dollar man. That's what he was doing back in the day. Did Kate say the six million dollar man? No. Kate, my God. I did not say S E X. I said S I X. Dirty bird. Kate, (laughs) Jesus. I was a menace on Twitter earlier, so. Oh, boy. So I plan on going back and watching this. I'm excited to see it, and I'm a, I was excited when I I heard it announced. So uh, I think that's one of the the great things that AEW does. They give us wrestling matches, like they can make something out of nothing. You got to see this great one on one match between CM Punk and Dax, which really maybe there's some like leftover from the stuff with MDF and the Pinnacle, but also we're setting in motion this FTR Ass Boys thing, which I think. I did. I don't know if Anthony commented on it, but I know Kate and Ryan, and I think me are in the same boat. I don't give a shit, and I don't want. I don't want to see it at all. Yeah, I. You know. This match uh, was also set up on Twitter by CM Punk saying, "I love Brett Moore," and Dax Harwood saying, "No, you don't." So just a very personal. <laughs> no one. No one got me in on this. How you, you jump in on jump in on Twitter, man? I love Brett Moore. There you go. Tweet tweet at Dax and Punk about it. There you go. Let them know. It'll be a triple threat next week. They don't want none of this. They can't afford to fly me to wherever the next show is. They certainly can MBW superstar. (laughs) The mania. The forbidden door is open to MBW. (laughs) What a forbidden door. (laughs) (laughs) They could keep that one locked. Just cut to a vignette of Matt unable to open the door. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Ah, yeah. shucks, it's locked. I can't get in. Rhiannon, can you help me unlock this door? What's wrong with the key? Rhiannon just house. shoots the door out. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, good first match. Good first match. Uh, yes. Starting off uh, the show with a, a wrestling match again, second week in a row. Because we had a couple weeks there where they weren't opening with wrestling. But uh, another good match. They go into a backstage segment with the uh, Jericho Appreciation Society, and uh, Jericho shows a picture of a 12-year-old John Silver with him uh, and says that being in the ring with Jericho puts him on uh, a different level, uh, but not on his level. It's not going to be pretty. My favorite part of this was Daniel Garcia saying that the Jericho Appreciation Society beats up pro wrestlers, and they can't hang with sports entertainers like him. Uh, so Daniel Garcia really leaning into the fact that he's a sports entertainer. Um, Jericho also makes mention of uh, future endeavoring uh, Silver and Reynolds, which I just loved as well. And then uh, Angelo Parker and Matt Menard uh, pull back the curtains uh, looking for uh, Eddie Kingston, Santana and Ortiz, but they're nowhere to be found and say they are never coming back. They wouldn't dare. So, um, Again, really leaning into this uh, Jericho Appreciation Society of Sports Entertainers. That's entertainment. I fucking love this so much. Matt, you weren't here last week when this, like, when we talked about this at length when they revealed it all. Do you like this as much as we do? Yes, 100%. But I don't want to get ahead because there's one glaring problem with this and and okay hold it we'll get to it later but i I love i love that i love that they're sports entertainers i love that they change their fucking names like brilliant and they dress like douchebag unbelievable fantastic stuff also real quick i just 
I just want to say when Ant was saying uh, Jericho showed a picture of a 12 year old John Silver because of Ant's cadence, it went Jericho showed a picture of a 12 year old John Silver. So <laughs> in my, I was like, wait, Jericho showed the picture of a 12 year old? It's a 12 year old? Yeah, he did. Little kid. Oh, I know. It was a 12 year old. Does he, not, does he not look like a complete, like, hungover douchebag in that fucking picture, too? Who wears sunglasses inside? Oh. Ass- assholes and blind people. <laughs> he was so hung. This is probably like height of Jericho, height of Fozzie, fucking just hungover, drinking Grey Goose till like eight in the morning. Then he's got to do this autograph signing in Long Island, the worst place in America. True. <laughs> I have a question. Yeah. I look, I look at that picture of John Silver when he was 12. Uh-huh. I look at him now. His arms are too short, right? What's going on? He's got T-Rex arms. He does, right? It's not just me. I saw a fun picture of somebody in this uh, on this show at an autograph signing. From this show? Yeah. Who was it? It You, you fucking Mark. Your wife shared it in the Discord. (laughs) Wait, when was that? You with the the three-man band. Yeah. The three-man band. They uh, uh, what's his face? Drew McIntyre took Mrs. Money's glasses. She had sunglasses, and he like they were hanging off of her, like shirt or jacket or something. He took them and put them on, and then I think he almost walked away with them. Was like, oh, here you go. He is a large man, that Drew McIntyre. Holy shit! I got some gems I could share with you guys. Well, that was also uh, that was WrestleMania access when the Izod was still an open building that wasn't just leaking and falling apart. Um, so like that was like you know you paid for access, you saw the shit, and then you could just get in line for the uh meet and greets, and there was literally nobody there waiting to meet them, so we just jumped on in. Smart. I turn my mic on. There you go. Turn my mic on. So after that segment, we go to the butcher and the blade and private party versus Darby Allen. I'm sorry. Darby avant-garde uh the hardy uh the hardies i'm sorry we can't say brothers we can't say boys it's the hardies uh and sting in a tornado tag team match Um, yeah i mean boy they really uh just let sting do whatever the fuck he wants because the first thing that happens is he goes off the top rope to the outside on top of like four other guys. I'm hearing an echo. I don't know if anybody else does. Um, I just turned my mic weird. off. It wasn't me for once. I mean, is it me? Is it me? Hello? No, no. This happened last night, Matt, on the Shining Lizard. Oh, and Tony joined the show. Is Tony here? Is Tony? I don't think so. Ryan, talk. Ryan, talk. I'm here. I'm here. It's Matt. It's Matt. I heard an echo when you just spoke. Yeah, but it's not echoing when you speak. speak. (laughs) Nobody's going to love this segment of the show. This is my favorite segment of the show. It's because Kate's hearing double. double. Remix. What the fuck? Yeah, I know. I'm talking. 
It's hard it's to hard uh, talk when you just keep just hearing yourself doubled. Doubled. Pinch hitting. Pinch hitting. Hitting. Yeah. Yeah. Number two. two. Oh, there, oh it goes. there it goes. Nope. Never nope. mind. Never mind. Wow, it's really doubled now. Nope. Hey. Hey, there we go. I don't know what Matt did, but he fixed it. Anyway, um, so yeah, uh, Sting goes immediately off the top rope on top of three other guys. Uh, I mean, action everywhere. Fucking Darby Allen is getting, uh, you know, tossed into uh, walls uh, and down steps. Uh, Jeff Hardy goes off of, uh, goes up on a ladder off of this like overhang uh, onto some tables. Uh, we get to the end here. Darby Allen. I'm sorry. Uh, Darby Avant-Garde. I keep forgetting his name. The Hardys and Sting win by pinfall. Scorpion death drop from Sting on Isaiah Cassidy. And a twist of fate from Matt Hardy on Mark Quinn. Uh, Schlong, you're a Sting, Mark. What did you think of this match? I really worry for his life. Darby has been a terrible influence on this man. You know, he didn't do these moves even in his prime. And now here he's in his 60s being like, I'm going to jump off everything. Um, but he looked good, even when he was doing, doing those stinger splashes. The only part that looked rough was the very end when he caught um, it was a Quinn in, off the top and really should just let him go and reset up, but tried to bring him up into the Scorpion Death Drop. That looked rough. Jeff Hardy's uh, Swanton off the side of the building, I guess, technically. Um, that looked rough. He kind of landed on their legs, so I was worried for a second. But Jesus Christ, these guys just want to hurt get hurt i don't understand it you're all old men take it easy <laughs> every time jeff hardy goes for a swanton now i am highly concerned uh because mm -hmm. last week i thought he was going to fucking break his neck and hurt whoever he was wrestling i can't remember but he definitely landed i think it was isaiah cassidy i think he landed uh like his entire body weight across his midsection uh so midsection yeah so i'm just always like oh please don't kill somebody or yourself but kate what'd you think here i thought the match was a blast this crowd was really hot too and they were hot the whole night but they were really into this match which was really fun i thought it was really interesting that that this was second in the card like i thought for sure they would have saved this for the middle of it uh but really really fun i am ready to see darby allen like on a track with a little bit more direction at this point though i feel like get him back to some singles victories doing important things um i know he just beat butcher on rampage or whatever but like a string of victories in a story that makes sense and is cleaner than we've seen i think would be something that's beneficial because he just doesn't feel like a top competitor right now and he's had some losses in big spots so i think just to keep him a little bit more interesting without video packages, uh, it would be good to have some stronger booking for him as an individual wrestler. Yeah, I agree with you there, Kate. I mean, he's he's so over. Like, he should be on some sort of singles run, you would think, at this point. Like, he doesn't need to be with Sting, you know? Um but, or Sting can even be in his corner, but like him versus Scorpio true. Sky seems like a no brainer or whatever. Like, but let's get there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that they just have to heat something up for him in a one on one, um, you know, kind of storyline. I mean, when he had the 
when he had the stories going when he was the champ, when they really had him kind of lined up with a couple uh, rivalries, um, I thought he was doing really well, especially Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page when it was the men of the year, right? They threw him down the steps in Jacksonville, and then he kind of kept that story going. So we'll see what happens. Uh, Matt, I know you didn't get to check this one out. I would certainly do, though, say this is one you should check out. It was a lot of fun. Um, you know, sometimes these matches don't go so well. This one, you know, again, hey, they pulled it off. They pulled it off at the pay-per-view. They pulled it off on live TV, so I would definitely check it out. It's on my list of things to do. And uh, <laughs> just again, because we talked about it, him briefly before, but the butcher just looks fucking great. Um, he looks like he's in fantastic shape now that he just has to focus on wrestling. wrestling. Um, so, yeah. This was a lot of fun. Now, here's where we go backstage to FTR, and they basically caught the ass, boys. So we're set up this match for uh, next week on Dynamite. Again, none of us really care. Can I share something with you? Go ahead, Matthew. This is what I got to be, Jim Cornette, motherfuckers. Oh, my God. Oh, what happened my to you? goodness. <laughs> Those of you listening in podcast form, there is a picture of a... How old are you there, Matt? Oh, God, I'm probably like 15, 16. I was going to say, you look pro- like probably 16 years old. He hasn't, he can't even drive himself to this autograph <laughs> signing yet because he only has his driver's permit. And it's him and a much younger Jim Cornette. Oh, good God. I love the, the Dolphins crew neck. You like that? That's beautiful. I also love the fact that this, this photo file is just called Goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> God damn, motherfucker! What, what belt is that? So I, I want to say that's it. Might I can't? How do I zoom? Is that Smoky Mountain? Might be Smoky Mountain. It's either Smoky Mountain or uh, NWA. Damn. Well, goddamn! Oh. I think you need what to add a couple more A's of... and some N's on the end of that file name. And yeah, and I think you'll oh. be good. Sorry, I had to share because of the John Silver thing. No, oh, it's amazing. It's right. I'm so glad you did. I don't have any old old photos like that. The one that, that Mrs. Money shared in the uh in the Discord, I'm, you know, an adult living on my own. I that which may be sad. I got All I got a, my I got memories a are from when I was twenty one and older. So <laughs> I, I went hunting for mine for with uh Nikolai Volkov, but I couldn't find it. That would be fun ones. No, I got I don't, another, that's the only one I got. I got another one. I got another. I got. I got another one. Hold on. Just one oh second. Boy. Just one second. All right. Just can we second. guess? Let's take a guess. Who oh. do we think it is? No, it's okay, man. I can't even see who that. Who I, do we I, think I, it is? Matt, can Raven. you give us an era? Attitude era. Attitude era. Ooh. Big shit. No. 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 Mabel. Triple H. No. Is it Triple H? That's what. That was my guess. It's the game. Uh... Time to play the game. Matt, what the fuck happened to you? You look like a cancer <laughs> patient shit, here. Holy shit, look at this jacket, though. <laughs> oh, my God. What a beaut. Matt was just fucking trolling for... <laughs> I'm sorry, Kate, to be so crass. He was trolling for puss. Yeah, no, he was definitely, <laughs> definitely trolling for some puss. My goodness. Also, where was this autograph signing? A VFW hall for that was at the old Jersey All Pro Hall. Wow. We actually, on that same day, we met 
uh, Jericho and Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy in the afternoon. Then we drove over there to meet Triple H. Jericho was going to be my second guess. <clears throat> Kate, the best part about this picture is Matt thought that he was getting the lady slick, but he, they were drier than the Sahara when they looked at him. I mean, my goodness, Matt, did you did you court a lady at at this event? Because it looks like you were trying to. I don't. I don't think so. You don't think you you think you might have struck out with this? Perhaps a guy. Were you looking Absolutely. for a, a gentleman to take you home? For a guy. Look at this jacket. My goodness. I got one more that you're never gonna guess. Okay. Well, you got to give us an era. Oh man. Uh, Sabu. Oh. I do have a Sabu one, but no, that's not it. Damn it. This is he's been around for a very long time. He is now deceased. Scott Hall. Too soon. <laughs> Too soon. Mean uh, Gene. Oh, what happened to that? Where'd it go? So he was around for a long time, but is now deceased. That's not a great clue. Dusty Rhodes. Uh I do have one with Dusty Rhodes, but I Bruno uh, San Martino. Bruno San Martino is correct. No. Shut up. Where's my Bruno picture? No way. That was a total joke. Wow. Joke's on you. <gasps> oh does my make... goodness. Now, Matt, you look like you're coming into your puberty here. Uh, <laughs> what is this, 22, 23? That's a great question. I don't know. I also met Tatanka, uh, Brutus the Barber Beefcake, and the Young Stallions, and Hillbilly Jim at this show. You remember that you met Hillbilly Jim, but not your age. <laughs> I don't yes. remember my age. I is... remember I remember I met Hillbilly Jim because he did not look like Hillbilly Jim. Is what better or worse? Uh uh a thousand times better. That's, oh, good. that's good. That's good for him. Is Shining Wizards Tony pissed? No, because I think Tony eventually got to meet him. Does he also have a photo with his hero, Bruno San Martino? Mm, good question. I can't answer that. I know he got to meet. Is a photo of him, but Bruno didn't know it was happening. I also want to commend you, Matt, for knowing I need a flash in these photos because these rooms are fucking dark, man. For real. Thank you. All right. Are those true Polaroids? Yes, I have them all. I have them all in my uh, back over there. Interesting. Sorry. Fantastic. The John Silver thing sent me down the rabbit hole, and I didn't get to see much. I didn't. I'll let you know when I saw Dynamite, so I'm sorry. No, 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 that's fine. I just wanted to uh, I wanted to let you know that's definitely one you should should watch. Like, you know, if there was something to skip and be like, hey, Matt, don't fucking check this out. I'm fucking blue. Um, anyway, next match of the night, we go to uh, Brian Danielson and John Moxley versus the Varsity Blondes uh, with uh, a distraught Julia Hart in their corner. Um She's sitting there with her eye patch. Poor Julia. She now is she wearing she, it or is she sitting there like holding it? No, she's sitting there wearing it. Matt, okay. she was almost like the Batman. Oh, really? Emo. Do you think yeah. uh that guy from the show in Nork, his words finally got to her? Man. <laughs> that guy was that guy was Die, he Julia. hated fucking Julia. Like, the fuck was like, wrong with that guy? The vitriol was unbelievable. He was very angry. For like a 19-year-old like doing a cheerleader gimmick on a wrestling show. Like, calm down. Listen, I'm not a fan either, but I'm not going to yell, die, Julia, die. My goodness. Yeah, I, there's very few scenarios where I would yell something that awful. 
Maybe he was trying to channel the die, Rocky, die signs and chance. No, I'm going to go with you. As just a piece. Yeah, I'm going to go with you as a piece of shit. Yeah. Well, guys, I don't think there's any surprise here. The American Dragon, Brian Danielson and John Moxley win by submission. Spoilers. Okay. Well, we're doing a review show. Yeah. I thought the varsity blondes had a shot. Well, (laughs) unfortunately, they lose by submission with the body scissors sleeper for Moxley on Griff Garrison. Griff Garrison, not even that stupid haired Brian Pillman Jr. No, no, no. Damn it. What is going on in this world? Regal had joined uh, commentary uh, for this match, was which was fantastic again. But post match, he gets in the ring, and Moxley grabs the mic to what the fuck happened to Matt? Oh, he's he's bailing because he didn't uh, he doesn't want to hear what happened, so he doesn't want the spoilers anymore. What a coward! I get that. I get that. So anyway, uh, Moxley says he's been blessed to compete against the best in the world and to learn from them. There's only one man whose opinion he's ever cared about, and that's his lordship, William Regal. He earned his respect through pain, blood, and torture. He wears that Blackpool badge of honor with pride, just like his friend, the perfect wrestler, Brian Danielson. Um, They were forged in combat. If you want to stand across from them, you better step up or get stepped on. And if anybody thinks that they have what it takes to stand with them, to ride with the three most sadistic individuals in the business, uh, then... They're not giving out free passes. You have to reach deep down within your soul. Sounds kind of like, Kate, he's saying that you have to find your uh, own narrative and control it. But he's really saying you've got to find a place of pain in your heart. So, AKA a narrative. Well, very true. <laughs> uh, but it says if you, uh, you uh, want to get that badge from the Blackpool Combat Club, you'll get it the hard way. Uh, so, uh, a nice little promo from Mox and they're still just kind of talking about this, uh, this group. Maybe they're going to be known as the Blackpool combat club. I don't know. It's kind of cool. Oh no, I don't like it. Well, no, I mean, (laughs) listen, it's, you were in the minority on that one, Kate. A lot of people liked that. Yeah. Listen, I just don't like the fact that they're, it's the Blackpool like because William Regal just came in, like, and no, none of the other people are going to be going through Blackpool. Uh, but I know that Marky Mark Kayfabe has it kind of right. The Blackpool Narrative Club. <laughs> control your Blackpool. That's right. Get your Blackpool. Control it. Um, but listen, I thought this match. We knew which way it was going to go. You know, the blondes put on a good show. They bumped and took a lot of fucking. You know. Uh, tough shots um but then i really like the promo afterwards too because they're just continuing to build this and they even asked regal about uh about uh wheeler yuda during the um during the match right and he kind of said like hey it's you know i'll give you advice but this isn't a fucking free ride or something like that right so you know they're clearly trying to be this exclusive group but uh you know kate what'd you what'd you think of this i thought the match was great I have been loving Regal on commentary. Like he, both of his appearances, I just thought have been so fun. Um, he just, there's a reason he's so highly revered. He makes everything make so much sense and um, feels so important. And like very, very quickly, this feels like one of, if not the most important factions in AEW, kind of an AEW history. Like, all of the sudden, 
they feel so important and lethal and they're not anywhere near a tag picture, which I think almost is cooler. And I think they are going to go around and start poaching guys from other places, which I think is going to be fun. I think you'll see Daniel Garcia defect eventually. I think you'll see Lee Moriarty go there. And I think you're going to see Wheeler Yuta go there. And I just, I think that's an absolute, absolute blast. Um, and it like is all grounded in, in some truth, right? Which I love like, Regal mentored both these guys. Danielson's really one of the best in the world. Mox is like one of the best at his style of wrestling. Um, so I just, this is very quickly becoming one of my favorite things to happen in AEW. And I think it's, it's such a blast. And this is a great example of predictable kind of, but still great. Like we see where it's probably going and that is fine. Like I'm, I am fine with it being kind of obvious because it's fantastic. So Shlong, I want your take on this, but Asian Joe poses a great question. I'll put it to the group because I know my answer immediately. Would you rather take the initiation to be in the Blackpool Combat Club or the House of Black? The House of Black. Pretty sure I'm with you, Anthony. Which is the House of Black, correct? Yes, sir. I'd rather take some spit in the face. Then get the shit kicked out of me. I mean, I'll wear a dead animal on my face. Let's do it. Yeah. Schlong, you feel the same? Or would you rather get your ass kicked? Oh, come on. This guy. He doesn't want none of that. Look at him. He wears a Philly hat. I know. He's used to people peeing on him. That's right. He's soft. We know it. But that (laughs) means he could take a beating. That's true. That's because he's soft. Wow. He's not even responding. I'm offended. I'm offended you took your hat off. There's a lot to unpack and everything that's just happened. Thank you. you I, just don't, it's I like, did enjoy he's wearing it on top of his headphones. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he took his hat off. It's like CM Punk in one pants. I'm not used to it. That's right. I, I think I'd want to know what was in the mist just to make sure it wasn't something that's going to get me like pink eye for six years. But once we were clear of that, I would take the mist over a slap. I mean, it's not Darby Allen doo-doo art. So and you live in Philadelphia. Crazy. You should be used to getting pink eye all the time. I live in New Jersey. Whatever. Just like you enough. do. Just like you do. I live closer to New York. I know. That's worse. Yes. The most sanitary city of all time. I don't know, man. <laughs> Philly's pretty fucking gross. Philly is gross. Philly. Listen, so is New York. You know how I know New York is more sanitary than Philly? Almost all of New York smells like piss, and piss is sanitary. That's it, a very it is. fair point. That's a very, very, very good point by Ann. There you go. Win. It's actually wrong, but we'll go with it. What do you mean? Piss is sterile. No, it's definitely not. Matt's been using it as mouthwash his entire life. (laughs) Piss is literally all that, like, that's your your body getting rid of waste, so it's got all the shit in there that you shouldn't have in your body. I drank my pee once. Nice. The least shocking thing I've ever heard. (laughs) I never told you. No, I do know this story. I didn't know this story. remember yeah, sure. it. You told it on air one time, and I think when we went to New Japan at Hammerstein, you mentioned it. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know if Ryan didn't know the sleepjacking story. So I, I don't know this story, to be quite honest. I have, right. to, I have to ironically pee, so you tell the story about how you drink. Uh, hey, it's was... sterile, so if it gets on you, Kate, don't worry. I was a child. I was probably like eight, nine, I don't know. 22, 23. No, no, no. I was a kid. I was a kid and I was playing with my me and my brother were playing with the next door neighbor. uh, And and at my house. 
there wasn't a lock on our bathroom door. Don't ask me why. But there was enough space under the door that if the light was on, you knew somebody was in there. And I was a kid, so I didn't know. I assumed everybody's house was the same. So at the neighbor's house, a couple times I went to use the bathroom and her mom would be in there like fresh out of the shower, putting on her makeup. I don't know why the door wasn't locked, but I would open the door and she'd be there in like her fucking bra putting her makeup on. I'd get yelled at. So we were there one day playing in the basement, whatever. Matt's there like, oh, Mrs. Robinson. And I hear the shower running and I have to pee. Don't ask me why I didn't go home. I don't know why I didn't go home. But I had to pee. The <laughs> Asian Joe says who's ready for story time with Millionaire Matt, baby. So I had to pee, and there was no place to go but in the play teacups with like her like fucking playset. So I peed in a teacup. Then I had to get rid of it. <laughs> there wasn't like a sink in the basement. There wasn't. I didn't bring it upstairs, and I oh. just drank it. Just a nice, you know. It made sense though, Matt. You pissed in a teacup, and then you had a nice hot cup of piss. <laughs> oh, look at Brian. I don't know how to react. What the fuck is wrong with you? Even at eight, my god. But it was clean. It's fine. It's clean. And he recycled it, and he got rid of it later. Like, I've never heard someone go through the thought process of, I have to pee, someone's in the bathroom, so let me pee in this teacup. Oh, I need to get rid of it. Instead of bringing it anywhere, let me drink it. Why wouldn't you just dump it out a window? Why I don't know. I was outside to pee. I, I don't know why I didn't just walk next door to my house. Yeah, very true. Did anyone ever find out what you did? I don't think so. Maybe. I don't know. Well, but listen, Matt, it, the story sort of tracks, right? Because when I was in, when I was in college, I, uh, oh, Rob Humphrey, Rob Humphrey says there's so much about that story. I can't wrap my head around, (laughs) but Matt's story actually tracks because when I was in college, I lived with a kid who would, uh, piss out of his own window uh onto the street below uh when he could have walked five feet to the bathroom so did he ever get caught i I have no clue i have no clue you know what that still makes more sense than teacup drink the teacup i mean what a laugh holy shit my goodness so schlong back on schlong back back on track to our show oh thank god um (laughs) That's right. And if you're tuning in, by the way, this is uh, this is uh, not sleep jack with Matt. This is uh, this is piss talk, uh, with Matt. We okay, switched. You just got to go back and watch the YouTube just for Ryan's reaction. Just yeah. for his, his facials are, oh, fantastic. Beautiful. Piss play with Millionaire Matt. Doo art and piss play. Never no, done doo doo art's another story. I'm not touching the doo doo. I don't know. Culinary oh, expert Matt and yeah. his piss tea. Matt actually says that uh, even though uh, your piss smells after you have asparagus, it tastes fantastic. I would not know that. Well, 
There's still no, Matt, did you add me. cream and sugar to your tea? No, yeah, no, how do you take just, your piss? Cream was, and sugar or just a squeeze oh, of lemon? No, just... Oh, no, what? Oh, God. Oh, no, Buster's going crazy. No chaser. Just boom. Straight up. Oh, no. Just take it black. That's it. Down the hatch. Yeah. So, bet I will I will go to this promo. I liked the pro. The match was fine. There was nothing to talk about. The Blackpool Piss uh, Club. Yes. The I liked the promo. I did la- I was laughing to myself because all I could think about when Mox was like, and there was one man, I was just ready for him to be like, My Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Everybody with me now. But um no, it was fine. I like He's I like not everything a God fearing man. John Moxley is not a God fearing man. That's why it would have been funnier if he came out of nowhere and been like, Hey. But I'm glad they let him talk because he kind of felt like he was taking a backseat in this whole thing. And putting him front and center reminds you that he's just as an important part as everyone else in this. Like this doesn't work without him. You kind of need his insanity, his his destructiveness to make this whole thing make sense. Because otherwise, yeah, it's just two really great one retired great wrestler and one current great wrestler, and that's been done. Bringing Mox in adds a different level to it. Um, fuck, I had a question. I can't remember. Oh, um. It, did anybody hear um, JR's comment uh, afterwards, which I was just like, oh, probably not the right statement. So when they're talking about the Blackpool Combat Club, uh, JR said something to the effect of, I wonder what the dues are. Something like, uh, maybe you pay with your liver. And I was like, ooh, probably not. Not for the recovering alcohol, the comment. right thing yeah. to say. Yeah. What a, what a great comment was in the middle of the match when I think it was Excalibur goes, may have been, no, it was Giovanni, I think. You know, I wonder what it's going to be like when Pillman and uh, Moxley meet. They're both from Cincinnati. And Regal goes, What does that matter? Oh, he's so great, man. Like, I don't know. As someone who only, for the most part, only really knew of the NXT stuff that he did. Like, this is really fun to see. This is really, really fun to see. And I knew of, like, his iterations and characters, but real time is different, you know? For sure. Well, another great segment uh, out of, uh, you know, William Regal. He's just been knocking out of the park for, like, the three weeks he's been at the company. So um, more to come on what's going on with the Blackpool Combat Club. But we come back from commercial to MJF making his entrance into the ring with Sean Spears. Uh, and he gets on the mic. Security's there. He starts running down Texas. Uh, some of my some of the the lines I loved was Texas has as many brain cells as teeth. So pipe down. Um, he asks if the crowd likes Wardlow. And he says that's because you're inbred. <laughs> uh, that I thought was very funny. Uh, but he starts basically talking uh, to CM Punk and says he had him beat at Revolution, uh, just like he had him beat twice, twice, Kate, in Chicago. Uh, but CM Punk had to cheat, uh, so he doesn't know when or where, but there will be another match, and he's going to give Punk the most embarrassing loss of his career. He then moves on to uh, Wardlow uh, and says, uh, you know, he's basically... Uh, He's no schmuck. Wardlow didn't sign a contract with some schmuck. Um, And uh, when he asked to be released from his contract, um, 
he signed a deal with his devil and with the devil and it's ironclad. Um, his life is about to be a living hell. Uh, when he says jump, he's, you know, the response should be how high. Um, uh, and MJF, uh, the, the crowd is chanting. I think they were chanting jump or something at some point, but MJF says, uh, I'm going to jump, jump. Well, this was the weirdest comment to me because I don't know if they were saying jump or Jesus or something, but MJF said, I'm going to tie him to a cross like Jesus. Uh, and then he says, I'm going to kick his skank mother out of the house uh, because uh, Max owns him. And then Wardlow comes out and that's when uh, security stops him and then they swarm him. And MJF basically says, uh, hey, um, I'm... Uh, I don't want you here. So you're basically trespassing like any of these marks if they jump over the railing. Uh, so I'll pay you to sit home until everyone forgets that he existed. And then he'll wind up in the same place he, he was when they met a nobody. And Wardlow leaves. MJF then does say, I'm going to squelch some rumors. The pinnacle is not over. It's better than ever now that Wardlow's gone. And starting next week, they're going to move up around there because when you're in the pinnacle, you're always on top. So we're obviously still building this Wardlow rift, right? Uh, and uh, some choice words out of MJF. He must have been feeling some type of way tonight, especially the Jesus comment. I was like, holy moly. <laughs> um, but he's a heel, goddammit. Uh, Kate, what do you think MJF tonight? I thought it was good. Your point about the inbred line cracked me up too because he goes, Oh, you guys like Wardlow? And everyone goes, yeah. And he goes, well, that's because you're all inbred. And you could hear the crowd just go, oh, <laughs> it was so funny. Like it's my favorite line. And the fall of the cadence of the crowd just popped me huge. Max, you got to get the Tanner situation under control. His hands. Oh, my gosh. Ridiculous, man. Just, you know, you're around guys that are using it constantly and have managed to get a grasp on it. I'm, he's grasped every other part of this business but the Tanner, and it's vital to being a wrestler. So I just hope he figures out how to use the cell Tanner soon because his hands were a disaster. But um, very effective segment. The visual of Wardlow being restrained by, like, everybody, by 10 guys, um, was a great visual. Like, that picture was fantastic when he came down the ramp. Him basically... There's some subtle WWE shots and some not so dub subtle WWE shots that took place. This one uh, of saying like you're contracted and I'm going to shelve you so people forget about you. As someone who is covering WWE, that feels very, 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 very pointed. Um, and the future endeavor thing that we heard earlier from Jericho. So, um, God love you, Matt sneezing over there. He muted like a gentleman, so you can't hear it. But God bless. Um, good segment, kind of like up the middle MJF uh, promo, edgy, but not too far over the line. Some good old shitting on the hometown crowd, a very hot crowd tonight. And advancing the Wardlow storyline, I like the angle of I'm not going to let you out of your contract. I think that is good because it's a great way to kind of play with your prey, right? So um, we will see where that goes. I'm intrigued to see how this advances, but I'm glad that this storyline is what we're going down the mountain with. And he even acknowledged the CM Punk stuff and tabling it, I think was good to say. I'm not done with you, but right now my focus is Wardlow. Like, just a very clean, easy promo. Uh, effective spot, but 
Get that self-tanner under control. <laughs> yeah, the hands were nuts tonight. Uh, Schlong, what did you think here? Uh, I believe one of us here called out his exact logic as to why he allowed Wardlow to have that match and lose it. I believe it was this guy. It's still stupid. No, it made perfect sense. And he delivered a great promo on it. And I enjoyed the promo greatly. And I love what he's doing with Wardlow. Kate hates it because she knows I'm amazing. But That's definitely not true. And you could have done that with the title not being in play or done it with MJ. It had, to, it had to be a match that mattered. And the only match that would matter like that is a title match. No. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. You don't have to appreciate my genius. I understand. It was good overall. I actually wonder if the, the Tanner thing's done on purpose. No, I think it's just bad. You really I think mean, he, like someone there wasn't like, hey, this is bad? It doesn't fit his character to have terrible tanned hands. <laughs> it doesn't work. It's like distractingly bad at this point. It is. It was. I was more distracted by the fact that he had like something in his hair, so I didn't notice the hands. That's not great either. I was distracted when he spit on the camera and then they cut away to clean the, <laughs> clean the camera. <laughs> so funny. Um, so, yeah, so we are clearly leading to somehow MJF and Wardlow, I think, are going to fight to get out of that contract. Uh, so we'll see where that happens. We go backstage, though, after this and uh, Trent, uh, or I'm sorry, the best friends are being interviewed and Trent says, uh, you know, basically, Yuta's uh, trying to join William Regal's tough guy club. And uh, basically, these two guys, you know, uh, uh, trained him. He's talking about Orange Cassidy and sexy, uh, sexy Chucky T. Um, uh, and uh, while they like him, Trent's never really found him to be, uh, you know, one of the best friends. And Yuta says that uh, he never liked Trent. He's not trying to be the best friend uh, he can be. He's trying to be the best wrestler. And Trent never did understand that. So clearly, Wheeler Yuta is uh, showing a little bit of a bad side here. Flipping a little heel. Should be interesting. Maybe Wheeler gets a push here. I think that would be fantastic. I do too. I liked Wheeler saying... Uh... I came here to be the best wrestler. I can be not the best friend. Like that was the perfect linchpin for what this whole story is. In my opinion, he did not say he's here to be the best sports entertainer. I know that much. That is true. So guys, we go to the third time I've seen Jay lethal wrestle this week. Uh, Adam <laughs> Cole versus Jay Letha. Oh man. Boy. Schlong. <laughs> Jay Letha versus Adam Cole. Baby. Okay, Fixing the goodness. banner. My goodness. Um, so basically, Adam Cole wins by pinfall with the boom. Uh, they tell a good story here. Um, you know, Reed Dragon comes out uh, to get the distraction. And as Lethal is going for the, uh, the lethal injection, uh, Adam Cole hits him with uh, an uppercut to the sensitive area uh, and then hits him with boom. Uh, and that's the end of the match. Post-match, Cole gets on the mic um, and basically uh, is pleading his case for another title match against Hangman Page. That's when Page rushes the ring. 
uh, whips him with his belt uh, until he's able to overwhelm them. Um, or, or I'm sorry, until he's able to kind of get him down. But then the numbers get the best of him. Uh, and then Jurassic Express uh, and Christian Cage come out to make the save. Uh, but Adam Page is able to make off with the championship title. Uh, so um, still this uh, persists with Adam Cole and Babe. Adam Page. Babe. Babe. Um, what was awesome here, guys, I thought, and we can see a lot of the, uh, you can see a lot of the points where moving forward with this Ring of Honor purchase where they're going to be able to say, you can go here and watch all of these matches because they constantly talked about the history between Adam Cole and Jay Lethal in Ring of Honor, mentioning specific matches, you know, and pay-per-views and their records. They were three and three against each other in their history. So that will all play into everything they do as they move forward, since pretty much all these guys have a history in Ring of Honor. So it'll be great for them. But that was just something I definitely noticed tonight. They they were, in this match specifically, they were talking a lot about Ring of Honor, specific shows, things like that. I thought this match was awesome. It just, Jay Lethal fucking shows you how good a wrestler he is every time he goes out there. He's just so sound uh, and and makes everything look really good. Adam Cole, too. Uh, and every time I watch Adam Cole wrestle, I just can't help but wonder what in the Federation they were thinking when they looked at him and said, we don't know what to do with him. Because to me, he was like the second coming of fucking Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels with two eyes, not one eye. Um, It just blows my mind that they didn't know what the fuck to do with him. But uh, Shlong, what would you think of Jay Letha versus uh, Adam Cole? <laughs> You know, you rush to do the banners and you mess up. Uh, it was a good match. I mean, how could it be bad? Those two are excellent. They have great chemistry. Um, like you said, you pointed it out. The, the 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 ability to reference ROH makes these matches better because realistically, in the story of AEW, there was nothing behind this match. But when you can reference their history, you give something stakes or emotions to a match instantly, and I love that. Um, you know, redragon coming out to help makes sense. I'm very curious what they're doing with Hangman. I'm guessing he just doesn't get help from Dark Order anymore. I'm not quite sure. They kind of reconciled on BTE, so I don't know what's happening. But he's really there's three of them. What did he think was gonna happen? Like I know the good guys go out and fight, but I wouldn't go out to get my ass kicked. Like bring a chair, bring a baseball bat. You know, you're in Texas, bring a gun. He brought a belt. A belt gonna do you ever been hit with a belt i think so fucking hurts yeah but not enough to keep you down it'll it'll put you on your coolie matt is that mbw experience talking or was that uh was that a payoff to losing the picks one year i know that was floated out there but i don't think it happened no, no, no. this no, is no. bedroom talk for matt no, no. oh no, no, no nine tails matt Get your mind out of the gutter. Just saying, you ever been hit with a belt? It fucking hurts. And if you don't, if you don't see it coming, but there's still three of you. It's not going to hold back three people. A belt isn't holding back three guys. That buy you some time. What time? He went out by himself like a fool. Someone's going to take a powder. Or then your friends could run down, as happens all the time in AEW. 
are they their are they his friends though i think that's what we're i think these are the seeds that we are sowing my friend are they just common they have a common enemy the enemy of my enemy is my friend right no we're just have the same enemy enemy of my enemy is my enemy my enema my enema (laughs) state my CNN anemone. You went too far on it. Um, I thought this match was very solid. I think ROH pivoting back under the AW umbrella is going to be very good for Jay Lethal. My Tuesday night co-host brought up that on pay-per-views, they sometimes are putting up QR codes for you to go buy merch, I think. And he was saying what a great integration it would be to have those QR codes bring up a certain match on the app, right? Like, you want to see CM Punk's last dog collar match? Scan this QR code and we'll pull it up or whatever. I think things like that are going to be really good. And even if it's not executed in that specific way, I think that's going to be excellent. Like, just to be able to specifically reference those things. Um, What's my age again? What's my age again? Uh, But yeah, no, this match was solid. Everything made sense. Storyline is fine. This felt like a little bit fillery to me, but not. it was a, a very good wrestling match. It's just in the context of the rest of the show was kind of a, I think, like a downswing. But it's still good stuff. Adam Cole is an absolute star. Rob Humphrey says uh, he doesn't think he's seen Jay Lethal win a match since joining AEW. They should consider doing something more with talent like him. He actually has one on Dark. Uh, he's had a number of matches on dark, right? Schlong. And he's won, yep. uh, those matches. Uh, I think that now moving forward with the ring of honor and somebody like him, who's had such a history, he's going to probably be more involved or at least involved at the start of whatever happens with ring of honor. Um, Look, I think it's obvious that his off-screen issues also affected his booking coming into this. Like, I don't think they anticipated no the reaction was going to be what it was, and then the reaction was what it was. So they're letting sleeping dogs lay before they put him in a like a set push or a specific like ongoing story and feud. Though we did kind of get that with Starks. So that was at least a multi-week build, but yep, no, I, is what it is. No doubt to that, Kate. I mean, I think that's definitely part of it. Um, <clears throat> But, you know, as time moves on, people will slowly forget. Uh, we got a video package hyping up Dustin Rhodes versus Lance Arthur. That'll take place on Rampage this week. A uh, little uh, hometown this match for the guys. That's right. Matt, did you have something to add or were you just stretching? I'm sorry. No, nah, this is where I tuned in, so I'm excited now. All right, here we go. Matt's favorite segment of the night, Sammy Guevara and Tay Conti in the ring with Tony Schiavone. Matt I loves. Picked, I could have picked a spot to turn on the TV. Matt loves insane Sammy and Tay. Or Tammy. He, said, he essentially just came out and said, I'm a spot monkey and I don't give a shit how long my career lasts. I do it for the fans. Yeah, that's that's accurate. I feel um, like Marco Stunt left and Matt was like, I need someone else to pick on. No, it's just I I don't give a shit about Sammy Guevara. And like this is I don't no one sitting here wants to see Sammy Guevara and Tay Conte against Ethan Page and Paige Van Zandt. No one wants to see that. No. And the fucking like like you know, we did 
what uh Paige and fucking what's his nuts did to the, the NXT championship belt. We did that to the TNT title. Like, come on. That kind yeah. of popped me. I thought that was funny. <laughs> yeah, basically <laughs> everything yeah. that's is true. They they call out uh Paige Van Zant and say they want to kick her ass. Uh and then Dan Lambert comes down. Um my favorite uh my favorite thing Dan Lambert said in keeping true to Dan Lambert fashion. Uh, he says um, he calls Sammy Tiny Tim and his girlfriend Lucha Horus. I popped for that. That was funny. You have a problem with the jizz belt, but not calling women's whores. Come on. No, it was funny Stop. because it was Luchasaurus, Lucha Horus. I get it. All in all, I it, it, it's not that I didn't understand the joke. It's that it's a fucking lazy, shitty, stupid joke. This whole thing is lazy, shitty, stupid. This, this, whatever story they're trying to tell, Sammy go I'm crazy. I don't care. I just want to come out here and do it for you with my hot girlfriend. I mean, that sounds like an all right way to live life, but I didn't, I didn't think the yes. one thing to pop for in this segment was calling a woman a whore. It was clever. <laughs> an interesting definition of clever and what he's gonna end up like fucking the dynamite kid in a wheelchair and dead while he's 50 because he wants to fucking impress people good for him have fun with your hot girlfriend this dumb shit i don't care about fucking Paige van zandt you know what i was thinking this whole time about taco bell no although i would have had some taco bell i had tacos tonight but not taco bell solid um the whole time i was thinking where uh where's pam wasn't that didn't that happen in Texas last time they were there? You proposed? Where's yeah. Pam? Poor Pammy. Sammy and Pammy. Well, now he's got Tammy. No, Tay. Um, guys, uh, we did she's get... Calling, she's calling people bitches. He's calling people whore. Like, come on. We're, we're, this is... Bitches and hoes. This is... We got to do better than this. Pimps up, hoes down. You know what I'm saying? Got to keep your bitches on a leash. I did appreciate that... I'm out. She she was speaking Spanish and then Sammy went to translate and she was like, I got this <laughs> since he does not speak Spanish. That was funny. well my actually here's here's was she speaking so, Spanish though? That that's what was it ran she? through my brain. No, no she's Brazilian. So she's Brazilian, oh, so, so Portuguese. Portuguese. So, so half and uh, half. Well, does he speak Portuguese or was he uh was he just going to translate um, clearly because he knew the script, right? Clear. Well, and I think that's like the joke is everybody assumes yes. he speaks Spanish. Yes. But he does not. Anyway, um, they're clearly pivoting here because I think we saw that they were kind of lining up Paige Van Zant and Brandy, which we were very happy isn't going to happen, but this is not better. Can't you just give me fucking Scorpio Sky defending the TNT championship every week? Well, he'll defend it at some point. I don't know who it's going to be against. Shlong, this hat thing is really... <laughs> it's really distracting me right now. You're way up in the camera, and the way your hat looks is redonkulous. This is more entertaining than the storyline that they're building that we're talking 100%. about. 100%. We also, we also got a video package, Swerve uh, calling out Ricky Starks for an FTW championship match on Rampage, so we'll get that Friday night. Hell yeah. That's interesting because I don't see Swerve losing. Well, I think there's going to be uh, some hijinks going on. Powerhouse. 
Yeah. I think we're eventually going to get powerhouse and Starks versus uh, Swerve and um, Lee, uh, yeah. Limitless Keith Lee. So that'll definitely come into play here. Swerve is cool. He's very cool. He's fighting in the super card. Uh, guys, we get Layla Hirsch and Red Velvet. Uh, and um, Chris Statlander is banned, barred from the ringside. Uh, Layla Hirsch winds up winning by pinfall with the lateral press. Um, she, um, uh, she, uh, was going to hit uh, red velvet with her, uh, turnbuckle from under the ring, but Bryce Ramsberg, uh, saw her with it and, uh, took it away, but she had a spare in her trunks and that's how she blasts velvet with it. And she wins by pinfall with that lateral press post-match Hirsch grabs, uh, grabs a cross arm bar, uh, on, uh, red velvet, but Chris Statlander runs down to make the save, um, and she sends uh, Layla running off. Uh, so uh, clearly, Chris Statlander and Layla Hirsch still have an issue. Uh, Schlong, you've watched a lot of these ladies wrestle on Dark, uh, and we know you are a Layla Hirsch mark. What do you think about this match? I like the match. I think they're they're two good wrestlers. I, I'm fine with. I'm actually okay with the story. I wasn't sure how I felt about it at first because you just had them on Rampage with a flipped version of this where. Um, Layla tried to cheat but couldn't and lost. But I don't mind that you'll probably have a third match between them with some rules to to prevent this. And they're kind of telling two stories at once. You know, you have the, the Layla versus uh, Red Velvet feud also intersecting with Chris Statlander. So I don't, it's an actual decent story that's being told. Um, so I'm good with all this. Matt, what do you think here? I like that they continue this storyline with legit Layla. Uh, and Red Velvet and Statlander, uh, and you're kind of getting like dark Chris Statlander. I think that's kind of cool. It's another layer to her character. I would love it if they went old school and the referees checked the knee pads and the boots before the matches. Also, I don't understand the tape on the injury. It fucking falls off every match. Yeah, I mean, but sorry. No, I was going to say it helps at the start. Yeah, I guess. I enjoyed it. I like that they're continuing the story. It's something for... for. It's another story in the women's division. You know, we have a, the world champ, the TBS champ. This is it's a secondary, you know, a third story for the women. And it's got some pretty talented women in there. It wasn't a perfect match by no means, but it was good and it's entertaining. And I like how legit, legit Layla keeps finding a way to cheat and win Eddie Guerrero style. This is kind of like a fourth storyline because we have Sheeta and Deeb still hanging out there too. So there is development in this women's division. Um, this match was good. I'm just so fucking disgusted by what we got later that like I'm <laughs> I'm like, oh, would rather have seen either of these two versus Rosa, but the match itself was perfectly serviceable. It's being moved to escalate the storyline between Stat um and Layla, which is good. Chris has been fantastic. I've been a huge legit Layla fan since she signed. Um, and even before that, I found out about her at the collective right before she signed. And I thought she was great. Um, she just works so well for her size. She she really is fantastic. And um glad to see her keep getting pushed. But to what fucking avail? Who the fuck knows? Everything is pointless in the women's division. I hate everything. And well, 
Jade Cargill was interviewed backstage after this, talking about everything she's going to need for her 30th victory celebration. We still don't know who that's going to be, so we'll see what happens there. But then we get Thunder Rosa introduced uh, for an interview on the stage. She gets interrupted by Vicky Guerrero before she can say anything. And Vicky says Rosa may think of herself as a leader. She'll give her a little bit of credit because, after all, she shows up for training on Wednesday mornings, but she's no Texan. uh, And she can take her fake green card back to Mexico. Thunder says uh, she's got her citizenship in the state of Texas, and that's when Nyla Rose attacks Thunder Rosa from behind and smashes her into the mat. Vicky says Rosa is a true champion, or I'm sorry, Vicky says uh, Nyla Rose is a true champion, and she's hungrier and thirstier for that title. Well, I'm glad she's hungrier and thirstier now than because if she wasn't before, uh, it's apparent because she can never fucking win a big match. So, guys, I fucking hate this. I don't want to see this again. Nyla Rose is not fucking built for this. Matt, you look like you have something you want to say. No, I think we're all in the same boat here. Um, It's just not like I get it. You want your, your new champ to slay the giant, the beast, whatever. But how many times are we going to go? through like how many times are we gonna have to see like a new champ and then it's nyla rose like can it can it be fucking legit layla like she's cheating she's winning like maybe thunder rosa can pull a good match out of nyla rose maybe the chemistry will be there i don't know i'm just the minute i saw vicky guerrero i was like you gotta be fucking kidding me you know there's ember moons out there and and tony storm tegan knox and tony storm there's so many possibilities outside of AEW. You could fucking Serena Deeb. Where the fuck is Ruby Soho? Where like, the fuck just, is Ruby Soho? There's just so I, I'm just I the I don't know. I tuned in for like the worst half of the show. I feel like, <laughs> like seriously. Like I got home, I took a shower, yeah. I ate dinner, and then I put it on, and I get the Sammy stuff. The women's match was decent, and then this, like the minute I saw Vicky Guerrero, I just cringed. I was like. You, you gotta be fucking kidding me with this shit again. I just don't know why we keep putting Nyla Rose in these situations where she doesn't win. She's supposed to be a monster. She's not gonna win. She doesn't win, and it's also not good. Like, the yeah. last feud was cheeseburgers, and now we're starting off this reign this way. Thunder Rosa is not a fucking idiot. I don't understand why she would be talking to Vicky Guerrero and not assume that Nyla is going to come attack her at some point. I think it's egregious that nobody has just punched Vicky in the fucking face at this point. She's not number one ranked. Serena Zeeb is and has not had a title shot. So what the fuck are we doing? Why is the... And I'm so fucking sick of the, the fucking bullshit comments now about how this division is too green. Actually, no, it's not. It's not anymore because you have Ruby Soho there. Chris Statlander has been incredible since coming back. To Matt's point, legit Layla has been great. You have one green champion already. You don't need this bullshit going on. It's stupid. She doesn't win. She's not a beast. She should be a face at this point because the best thing about her is her personality. I don't understand how it's not completely obvious that this is the worst possible choice out of the gate. It's fucking stupid. And not only do they have 
a decent women's division. But like you said, there are a ton of free agents out there right now. I do think Athena slash Ember Moon is coming in for Jade. But it's it, I'm just so fucking sick of the excuses. I'm so over it. It's, they completely ruined Brit's title ring by having this challenger of the month shit. It, it, it was like headed in the right direction and then they just get fucking lazy. And it, there's no excuse anymore. It's just a lack of caring. There's no excuse outside of it. The talent is there. You have multiple storylines running. You could be building to this point. It's not the number one ranked person. Serena Deeb and Thunder Rosa would be fucking awesome. They put stuff on the back burner all the time, like of storylines that exist in the background. So put it off with Sheeta for another week. I'd rather see Sheeta and Thunder Rose, to be honest. This is trash. Do we suddenly not care about Mercedes Martinez? Do we suddenly not care about Jamie Hayter just because she had the blow off with Britt? I'm fucking over it. I'm so sick of complaining about this women's division and seeing incremental steps forward and no real progress because it's actually more frustrating than no progress. Like, the no incremental steps, because now you're just fucking wasting people's potential. It's stupid. couple of things for you, Kate. You said the last thing was cheeseburgers. Uh, correction, Marky Mark Kayfabe said they were Big Macs. Aren't Big Macs cheeseburgers? It's totally different. Yeah, there's it's like there's a patio to bread ratio. It's special yeah, sauce. Special sauce. Beautiful. I apologize. Yeah. I issue a Come retraction. In Get your head time. out of your ass. So, you know what? It's it a, it's an okay. It's not the worst mistake. It's forgivable. I forgive Thank you, Kate. Thank you, man. Also, it's just it's funny, Kate. To your point, um, about the women's division, um, it's just funny that it's almost like now we're in the same place as we were saying with Brit. Right? It's like, where's the storyline for your champion? You've got all these other stories running for everybody else, right? Who's not a champion? You've got legit Layla and Chris Statlander. You've got um, Sheeta and Deeb, right? They've got a story running along. And, you know, if you wanted to still have this thing going with Mercedes Martinez and Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker, like that's another story you can keep going. But they just can't seem to get a story for their champion. That's what doesn't make sense to me, right? Like the rest of the division is okay, but the champion doesn't have a story. Like, I don't understand that. And I know you have to build something here, right? Like she just became the champion. So you have to heat something up, but it's not Nyla Rose. It's, this is a lazy no, way out. It's, it's, it's so lazy. And then on top of that, it's just like, even thinking about Thunder Rose's matches, I feel like her weakest match was with Jade. And I know part of it's because Jade is green, but part of that is also, I think the size differential. So it's like, you're also now handicapping, thunder rosa in that way like it's just absurd it's just it, it is just at this point I'm, I'm so sick of the excuses it's literally just a lack of caring that's all it is it's just giving a shit and the biggest indicator of that is the fact that all of the women's stuff was segmented into the same piece of the show like you had tay and you had the women's match and then you had the thunder rosa stuff all happened like on top of each other and it's like oh this is the spot it feels to me it reads this is the spot we throw the women in it's funny because I feel like they could have put this, they could have put the legit Layla and Red Velvet match on like second. Yeah, they could have the moved that six man there. later. Yeah. You know, but it just, you know, who am I to book the show, right? Shlong, you have anything the women's you wanna... division. Well, <laughs> I mean, Shlong, anything you want to add here? I'm really tempted to just say I loved it to see Kate's head explode. <laughs> 
Um, it would be an interesting reaction. It would no, be I mean, on brand. It would. I, I mean, th- I can't even justify this. The problem is they've done no favors to Nyla because the only time they put her in a meaningful feud is when they do this to her and she, we know she's going to lose. Like, If you want her to challenge for the title, then give her a feud ahead of this against someone. You know, let her let her have like if you want to use Ruby and have her lose to Nyla so that Nyla gets a shot. At least there's a something that Nyla's won other than dark recently. And it feels formulaic. Oh, new t- title. Give it to Nyla. And that's not fair. Like, regardless how you how you feel about Nyla's in ring work, she's been given no opportunity to shine. Like every time, like this is just a terrible situation for her. So I, I I'm I'm one of the biggest advocates to make her face because I think she's hilarious. But aside from that, even if you want to keep her heel, you got to let her have her own feuds and develop into something. This is just terrible. Um, you have so many heels you could put in this this place now that you don't. I mean, you don't even necessarily have to go with heels. But if you wanted to go with heels, Deep is perfect. Deep does not have to win the title. You have an awesome fucking feud that you didn't need another Sheeta match. Or hell, you could have saved Sheeta till. She does revenge on Deeb till after Deeb lost to Thunder Rosa. Like, there's a whole story there. Yeah. It just makes no fucking sense to put her to put Nyla first. And in the meantime, what you could have been doing is been building Nyla up on Dynamite against real people. Or if you want to do something that no one's seen, you still have like the fucking bunny. Put her against people and build her up. Like, just you have other targets. Yeah. But instead, they. Diamante? Diamante. Yeah, why yep. the hell is it Diamante on TV? I will never understand. Kira Hogan. Yeah. She's you you have all these talents that you're just not using. And again, it's not a not it's less a knock on Nyla and, and more a knock that they've given Nyla the same role over and over and over again. And it's Lady Lance Archer. Time. That's what my mentions were blowing up with was like it's the same shit as Lance Archer, and Lance Archer isn't being booked well. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it's true. It's not fair yeah. to either of them. Yeah, I just... well, this will be this will be the first challenge for Thunder Rosa, and then we'll see where it goes. I mean, the only thing I could imagine is that after Deeb and Sheeta have their blow off, that it would be maybe Deeb, you know, or there's a, a built in story with Deeb, I, NWA I Women's agree. Championship, and she's the top ranked. Now would have been the time to do it. Such a great story, and they'd have such an amazing like. Man, you want to keep the momentum going right after this cage match? This is what they did to Britt, too, though. They did the same thing to her. I do think, and actually, Ant said it, they don't know how to book their women's champion. They just don't. Like, they know they want her to have the belt, but they cannot figure out a good feud, and that's that's problematic. Like, you have to know that next feud. When you, just, when you decide Thunder Rose is going to win, you should instantly decide afterwards... This is going to be her next feud. How do we make that person look great going into the feud so that maybe you believe that person could win? Kyle K. Sparks. Oh, I'm sorry, Sloan. Go ahead. I was just going to say, who was Hangman's first feud after he won the title? Daniel Brian Danielson. You knew, even though you thought Hangman was going to win, because it, well, one, I know Danielson's unique, but also because he's been winning, you thought maybe he could do it. No one thinks Nyla's going to do it. Kyle K. Sparks said, uh, Kate was correct on Twitter. It's something I've discussed as well for Ring of Honor. Bring in Maria and let her run the thing, please. I said that. I think I actually even said that once Ring of Honor 
kind of announced that they were shuttering for a while and they were going to be releasing people. And we found out who was being released. As soon as I saw Maria Canellis's name pop up, I said, fucking bring her in. She can run the whole fucking thing because she was instrumental with the ring of honor women's tournament and it was working. Um, so yeah, I mean, I couldn't agree more with you, Kyle, with Kate, like any, you know, I think Maria would be a huge win for them to get and help straighten out this women's division because I think the women's. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I thought you were done. No, No, go ahead. I thought I was going to say, give the women's division to her and Dustin Rhodes. Yeah. Because he, he gets praised from all the women on how he coaches them. So you have someone to coach him and then give him Maria to run it. She's the one who brought in Roxy. She brought in Trisha Dora. She brought in like she is who you want. Yeah. Like we mentioned all of the WWE release ladies. We didn't even mention Willow, Trisha Dora. Like oh, I, I fucking love Willow. I would love for them Willow's to Willow's amazing. Willow like the fact that she's not under contract somewhere is egregious. I think once Ring of Honor gets its boots off the ground, she will be. But like come on there's just no excuse for this shit anymore like it, it it's it it is only a lack of giving a shit there's there's no explanation for it anymore i don't want to hear about how green they are blah 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 tv time yada 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 i don't care fix it fucking Listen, fix it they have the pieces they just need to find the right people to run it that's, that's it. all it is that's all it is Guys, we're into the main event of the evening. It's time for the main event. Uh, Silver and Reynolds versus the Jericho Appreciation Society. That was Jericho. Uh, tonight, that was Chris Jericho and Daniel Garcia. Uh, is he still the Red Death or is he maybe sports entertainer Daniel Garcia? I don't know. We'll figure it out. Um, but, uh, guys, let's cut to the end here real quick. Uh, Jericho Appreciation Society win sharpshooter from Daniel Garcia on Alex Reynolds um, and the Jericho Appreciation Society win their inaugural match and nothing really happens afterwards. So uh, it's just a straight up match over. Good night. But I thought it was uh, I thought it was a pretty good match and a nice showcase again for Daniel Garcia, right? He gets the win. Uh, he looks strong, puts on a sharpshooter. It's a very sports entertaining move uh, from a sports entertainer. We all love Bret Hart. So Matt, Ho- hold on. <laughs> Attaboy. You going to fucking sneak that by me? What's that? Bret Hart. Bret Hart was a, he was a professional wrestler. He was not a sports entertainer, sir. What do you mean? He was part of the, the fed. He's a sports entertainer. He was part of the world wrestling federation. Yeah. The fed that's uh that's sports entertainment. No, no, no. Not back when Bret Hart was riding high on top of the mountain, my friend. Sure it was. He was a WWE superstar. He's a WWF. Okay. Champion. Same fucking thing. It no, was a WWF the same thing. Superstar. He could say belt. He could say championship. Well, he was a superstar, not a wrestler. He was he a sports wasn't. entertainer. No. And that's fine. Listen. I can't believe. Listen, he could beat up all the pro you wrestlers. You own the chalk line, Bret Hart stuff, and you're gonna sit there, the whole fucking thing, in your fucking castle, and you're That's gonna right. besmirch the good name of Bret the Hitman Hart by calling him a sports entertainer and not expect to upset me, or you're trying to get a rise out of me, sir. Kate, Disrespectful, ungrateful, unnecessary. Kate, would you agree with me that the only thing missing? from Bret Hart's Hall of Fame sports entertainment career 
is uh, the fact that he never got a chance to wrestle in WWECW and hold that esteemed belt. Oh man, I oh, I can't even do it because it's Brett. I'm sorry, I have to I have to bust the gimmick. <laughs> Brett Hart fucking go with anything. Is Jesus pro Christ. wrestling? Got one guy telling me we're running things into the ground. I have one guy telling me we're not committing. That's like, the joke, Kate. Jesus, come on, Kate. No, but in a sincere way, I love that he used the sharpshooter because I feel like he's gonna go around talking about how he's a sports entertainer and just be a pro wrestler. Like I think that's such a fun juxtaposition for Daniel Garcia. He is gonna get picked off by the Les Claypool black brand uh, stable. <laughs> over with Mox and Danielson but I I loved how intentional that felt like that felt so um just on purpose that Daniel Garcia is just going to pro wrestle his way out of being a sports entertainer which is going to be such a fun fun story I also love 2.0 at the beginning talking about how the reason you get to sing this theme is this guy because it is still super over with live crowds right like what a fun way to pull that back into being a heel because loving someone's theme is kind of more of a face thing. And then he's like, it's because of this man and our appreciation for him. Like I just popped for that huge. I thought that was fun. So um, a fun way to close it out. It didn't feel like too main eventy in any way. I feel like to Matt's point, all the momentum was on the beginning of this show, but no, no complaints about the match itself. I just felt like the, the major things that happened, happened in hour one tonight, which is, pretty rare for AEW. I'm going to rip the throats out of every single person in this chat room over here. Well, I'm going to call them all up. Kyle K. Spark says, I agree with Matt, but also in the 80s, they called themselves the worldwide leader in sports and entertainment. Which is, you know what? Kyle is good, right? Because every Bret Hart match came across as a wrestling match. Not a sports entertainment battle or whatever bullshit they're fucking calling it now okay look marky mark where is it? pull it up pull up this stupid comment he was a champ when there were guys like doink and isaac yankum dds in the locker room what the fuck does that mean fucking dds has been around forever isaac yankum he's fucking being a hand job mayor in knoxville now wherever the fuck he is is he a mayor of hand jobs or is he what does it have to be fucking diesel was the champ and make a difference fat too was his fucking tag team partner yeah Asian Joe says we don't recognize the <laughs> foot in the mouth match he had with Lawler. No, it was terrible. We don't. Rob Humphrey that. also wants to know, uh, you know, how did he get into the Hall of Fame? He didn't even hold the WWCW title, and he wanted to know: Are we sure it was? No, they called it the Scorpion Deathlock. It's a Scorpion Deathlock to win the match tonight. That's that's a good point. They called it a Scorpion Deathlock. They didn't call it the Sharpshooter. Which is what I think okay. made it special in the Brett and Dax match is that they actually called it a sharpshooter. The Brett and Dax match. My goodness, what a compliment to Phil. CM Punk because <laughs> uh, I'm thinking Brett. CM Punk and Dax fans. match. They they called it a, a sharpshooter, whereas normally because things in the company they call it the Scorpion Deathlock. Sting too never held the WWE CW championship. I don't know yeah, how he never held any WWE championships, okay? Well, technically, now now I'm fired up. I was simmering. I tell down. Jesus, I think, and I, to Kate's point, the rebound they got Jericho's got to let those first few bars of Judas play, and then just not let it play at all. They got to cut the music off. They got to kill the singing because it's way too like 
because the fucking he comes out, he's supposed to be the sports entertainer, this heel. He's got these guys with these douchebag names now. Then you pan to the crowd, and everyone's smiling and happy, and they're singing along. He's supposed to be goddamn heel. That'll be a pay per view move, I think. Is the turn up his motherfucking music, let him fucking boo him. He's a cock. Well, the <laughs> best part is what you do. Well, he's is a sports do... entertainer, though, right? So like, yeah, he's looking at his hair. That's entertaining. That's entertainment. James Cornette. Took out the flat iron. Yeah, but he's a heel, okay? You can't be singing along to his music. No one's singing along to Roddy Piper's music. Jericho also looking yeah. in great shape, by the way. Jericho's in amazing shape. I got to get on some of his, whatever oh. he's doing. Cocaine and Grey Goose or whatever he's doing. I wish we had asked Jim Cornette when he was here about his picture with Matt and saw if he remembered it. But look like a bowling pin with ears. Oh. Very <laughs> true. It's an apt, an apt picture. Ryan was going to say something and I cut him off. I don't even remember what I was going to say now. (laughs) You said uh, it was the Scorpion Deathlock. And it was about the theme, I think, if that helps out. Oh, no. What you do is you have him change the theme now that he's healed. And then for his inevitable face turn, you bring back Judas. Like that is. Why are we already talking about a face turn? He just turned a heel. Let him be a heel. I'm letting him be a heel. I'm explaining why you get rid of it now and then you have it in your back pocket for when you want him to be a good guy. Perfect you know strategy. what, guys? Double you know what? Team. I'll bring this up to I'll bring this up to the sports entertainer, the influencer, when I see Fozzie on April nineteenth in Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania. Be like, you gotta, you gotta have the fan, you gotta cut the music off. You gotta pick a different Fozzie song. Well, him being a sports entertainer is him becoming the Judas that was in his mind. I feel you're getting deep. There's plenty of other. There are plenty of other Fozzie bangers that he could change his his song to. And you can hear them all on the Cruise of Jericho 87 times. Why not? They're, Good time. They write big, sexy hooks. <laughs> big, big Daddy Diesel hooks. <laughs> That's right. So, Shalong, you like the match, I assume, huh? Yeah, I, I don't have much that we've kind of gone so off the rails that I've lost track of what I was thinking about. Um, yeah, it was a good match. It did not feel like a main event. Actually, I think the Sting match felt more like a main event than this did. But um, it was fine. I, 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 you know, they need to get that group over, um, establish them with some wins. It's a shame the Dark Order has to take that loss, but whatever. Uh, and we'll see where they go. I don't think Daniel Garcia is long for the the Jazz. So get get his wins there while he's there. I think that the Daniel Garcia Jericho pairing is just to give him that like we all know he's a wrestling fucking machine right but he's yeah you know with all due respect to 2.0 like when they were doing like six bands against like Moxley and like it was a good spot for him but now that he's going to be like heavily featured and you're really going to get to see him like to your point Ryan the break off is going to be great and people are going to be like this dude needs to get away from Jericho because he's a fucking superstar the match I enjoyed the Beaver Boys are fantastic tag team. Um, and there were moments where you, you thought they were stealing the win. Like, it was, you know, inevitable. You thought, like, you know, what if Garcia got pinned? Like, is that a crack in the armor already of the JSA? Are we going to instantly? There were a lot of ways that could have gone with it, but I think it went the right way, and I think that was the perfect tag team to put them in there because they are fluid and smooth when they did the that double team to Garcia with the cutter and the suplex and the lung blower. It was, whoo, they're a great tag team. They, they don't get enough praise. That's where AW having such a stacked tag division hurts. Some teams 
is because a team like the, those guys don't get the the shine they should. I have a question about something that I just got tagged in, and I'm curious about your thoughts. I I also have something, Kate. You, you go, go first, for- but I don't. No, no, no. It's in the chat. I have it. Okay, mine is completely unrelated to everything we were just talking about. Okay, so then let me go first because it is related to Bret Hart. Uh, Matt, can you please comment on Rob Humphrey's chat? The only Bret Hart match uh, he could remember is the one against Piper. He's pretty sure Piper carried Bret through it. <laughs> Rob, what are you doing? Why are you That's trying to do that? The only one he remembers is actually my favorite part of that, I think. Matt, comment. Who is Owen? I mean... It's not a bad match to remember. They tell a great story. Great story. Finish is fantastic. Piper not using the bell on the hitman while the hitman is just clawing at him, blood dripping down his face. Beautiful. Piper, uh, at this point, couldn't carry Brett's fucking shoes, okay? Go back, rewatch it, Rob. I know what you're trying to do, okay? And I would would posit that... If you're going to be in this chat, okay? Okay, I don't need I don't need you. Okay, Rob, I don't need you. Don't no, follow you, Wizards podcast, Rob. I don't need you, Rob. With, you with your with the A show, Rob. He needs you. All right, Rob. I don't need you with your shenanigans. He, he needs you, Rob. Don't be a Patreon, Rob. If you leave him now, you take away the biggest part of him. Sorry. Look at Matt doing right. great heel work don't, over don't there. Come, don't come at me with this Bret Hart slander. It's unnecessary. Okay. It's unwarranted. It's one o'clock in the morning on the East Coast here, and you're trying to stoke the fire that Rhiannon would have started because you can't start a fire yourself. Very true. <laughs> Kate, what was you what was the thing you wanted to bring up? So someone tagged me, I guess after the Sammy Guevara jizzing on the belt comment. Mm-hmm. Uh Eddie Kingston tweeted, and I think it's fair as he is my partner in crime. Okay. That like that belt is supposed to be Brody's belt. And it's like a belt that's supposed to remember a lost friend of theirs. I didn't even like really think about that with the side comment, but like he also, I mean, he's Eddie Kingston. He's probably working, but like I can kind of see why someone would have an issue with that. Like that belt is supposed to be something that's kind of like sacred. And it's a little bit like that. That wasn't that many belt carriers ago. Um, They also changed the aesthetic of the belt every time, but I think that's actually kind of like a fair point. <laughs> Does that... I'm going to disagree on that one because one, they retired the actual belt he held and gave it to the family Two, you, I mean, I hate to say it like at some point in time, it stops being his and this is at a different division now. And, and if you're going to say it's going to honor this man's legacy, like a very true thing, then you forever remove it from being involved in a lot of storylines because everything can cheapen it unless it's involved in like the most upper tier. So I, I just feel like you have to acknowledge that was one th- that was his belt. They gave it to his family. We're on a new belt. Yes, it has the same title, but like literally the same title, but everything else is different and it's not. You're not doing anything to Brody. It has nothing to do with him. It's Sammy wasn't fucking on Brody's belt. He was fucking on the belt that he held was with Tay. And it just doesn't. That seems like a stretch to me. That's fair. I just thought it was an interesting. You're not supposed to, to skeet on the championship belt. You're I was to drink your own pee too, but people do it. <laughs> I would also like to know how. Um, you know, I'm not how, the only one. Just so you know, there's MMA fighters that do it. Okay. Okay. 
I'd also sorry, like to know. Sorry how... to cut you off, Anthony. No, it's okay. I just want to know how Sammy was sure that that was the belt that he skeeted on, and not the one that Scorpio had around his waist. Because there's two belts. You always remember that your first skeet on a belt. I guess that's true. <laughs> Brad Maddox, that was his name. God damn it, that's been bothering me for the last hour. Oh, yeah. with Paige. Yes, he retired that diva's belt. And Xavier that. Woods. I don't know who was skeeting on the belt. I think it was just Brad, but yeah, the belt was just Brad. But uh, Xavier Woods definitely uh, dunked in that. I know that yeah, he got up in them guts, as I like to say. Yeah, he was soaking. Soaking uh, is that a thing? Yeah, you just leave it in. You soak. Ew. Oh, like you're like a tea bag. I, I guess. Like you leave the tea bag in the hot water, so it like. See yeah. a tea bag. Or in your very piss. Like bringing it down. Okay, look, I was eight. Okay, it's not like when I shit my pants. Okay. Yeah, that was last week. It was third. It's been a while. We know what happened last time I said this. <laughs> it's right, gonna so happen 30, tomorrow. It's been like thirty-two years since I drank my own pee. All right, get off of it. I'm sure, oh, there's shit, man, drink his pee this week. Sure, he's gonna try it again just to make no. sure he likes news it. and notes time. I'm sure things you guys did as children that you're too ashamed of to tell people, and that's fine. I understand. I didn't drink my pee. I could tell okay. you that much. I'm sure, you did something awful to your brother. Probably. Yeah. All right. Kate probably did something awful to her sister. I'm sure I did. I don't know, Ryan. You have any siblings? Two older sisters, and I vacuumed up one of their hair once. So there you go. Same oh there God, you that's terrible. Who does that? Who vacuums up someone's hair? I did get. I could tell you this much. If we want to talk about pee stories, I got peed on. I once. don't. I so don't want to talk about. But you pee paid stories. good money for that, Aunt. No, this was stung by uh, a jellyfish. No, it was uh I was uh in college and my roommate came back drunk and uh I actually was up writing a paper <laughs> and he was passed out and I went to bed and uh the only thing I, like this is exactly how the story went. I went to bed and um the next thing I remembered or the next thing I know, I woke up and I didn't even Look, all I just was like, dude, you're peeing on me. And I looked <laughs> and he's like at the foot of my bed. And like he's like reaching under my bed, it looked like because we had, you know, like cases of water and stuff he kept under the bed. So at first I was like, OK, maybe maybe he uh, was getting water or spilled it or something. And he was like, what? No, 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 blah, blah, blah. And he's like, well, let me go get a paper towels from the bathroom because we have the community, you know, bathroom. Boys are so gross. I was just like, no, he definitely peed on me. So like, I stripped my bed, and I was just like, I'm gonna go. Uh, Yeah, I was like, I'm gonna go jump in the shower, and he's just like, man, I'm so sorry. I'm like, it's all good, man. Like, go back to bed. I'm just gonna shower and go to sleep. And at this point, it was like three, four in the morning, and I had been working on a paper like all day, and I had to be, (laughs) I had to be at class at like nine o'clock. And uh, it was like the day before a break. So then I had to drive home. So I was like, I went in the shower. And so I jump in the shower and then I just hear the door open. And he's now come into the bathroom and he's sitting on the like bench outside the shower. Cause I guess he felt bad. Like he should stay up. And he's just like, <laughs> man, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm like, dude, it's fine. Go back to bed. Like I was sort of annoyed at this point. So he goes back to the room. I go and get dressed. And I'm like, all right, I'm just going to go out. I'm going to step outside for a minute. You know, burn one. And um, he's like, I'll come with you. I'm like, bro, please just stay here. And so, you know, eventually I go back to bed. 
we come back from the break and he had uh, he had got there back to to campus before me so i go into our room and uh on my bed on my pillow is a card and like box of candy or something like that and i open it up <laughs> i open it up and it's i don't remember i have the card somewhere but it's like maybe a sympathy card or something and he just wrote inside he's like this is because they don't make a sorry i peed on you card <laughs> like you know uh... pretty funny our Anywho. friend, uh, that guy didn't do that, but one time he was in a suite and he went to the bathroom and he, on his way back from the bathroom, didn't go into their room. He went into their next door neighbor's room and he was on the top bunk and he went to crawl in bed <laughs> with their like suite mates. And I think it was the room that had, they were all like baseball players. So they went to bed at normal times because they had to get up for practice. And he just yeah. straight up, the guy was like, you doing there buddy and he was like oh shit i'm in the wrong room good times <laughs> i have a friend who got banned from a college he didn't go to because he was there drunk stumbled into some girl's room and just started peeing on her pile of clothes mm. <sighs> oh my god i didn't know you knew matt like that Bro, i hey, didn't what? go to college, <laughs> college is fucked up. he didn't go to this college either matt and i also am not known for pee stories Matt, this, how, Matt, how I, did we I want get to point out here? <laughs> shitting my pants is my thing, people. You know this. You've known me. Don't start this weird narrative that I pee on stuff now. No, you just when I was eight. Drink it. Eight. All right, news and notes. All right, I froze. I froze, uh, and I was just actually sending you a message, but it looks like I'm back now. Uh, so, not really many news and notes on my end, but. Um, uh, there was the AEW awards tonight, so we know who won our awards. I'm not reading through all the goddamn things, but uh, the winners: Best Mike Duel, Mid JF, and Chicago Mid Punk on Thanksgiving Eve. Best Tag Team Brawl: The Young Bucks versus the Lucha Brothers in their steel cage match. The best AEW fashion moment was Britt Baker's Britsburg jacket. Best um, these awards suck. Best High Flyer: Dante Martin. Uh, biggest what the fuck moment the New Year's Eve street fight Tay Conti and Anna Jay versus Bunny and Penelope Ford the biggest surprise was the Adam Cole and Brian Danielson's debut biggest beat down Adam Page goes 60 with Brian Danielson best Twitter follow Nyla Rose that seems to be all she's good for um, best moments on the mic CM Punk returns uh, breakout male star Matt's favorite Sammy Guevara I don't know how the fuck it wasn't Hook, but Sammy Guevara. Breakout star female, Jade Cargill. Wrestler of the year, by God, Kenny Omega. There you go. Anybody I want to point out, go ahead. Once when Nyla won her award, she's giving a speech, and Dan Housen walks up. He goes, so when, is this going to be mine next year? Because if I was in it, you weren't going to have it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. I didn't actually watch the awards, but they are on YouTube, so you can go watch uh the show if you care. Uh anybody else have anything news and notes related that you want to talk about? Last no. week I think we had we we missed it, but Janelle is not coming back to the company. I don't think that's surprising to anybody. Um but yeah. I think we're good. 
So um, just Ethan Page signed a year extension, or I don't know how long, but he signed an extension. Which Who is did good. Ethan Page? You said? Yeah, which is good because he's also yeah. an American citizen. So job security for that is yeah, good. <laughs> yeah. He just what moved to like Michigan or some shit. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. He just moved over to the U.S. Um. Hey, Matt. When yeah. You're not, when you're not here on Wednesday nights. What else are you oh, doing? Man, uh Monday nights I do the Shining Wizards podcast and I uh I have seen a lot of the the same familiar faces that are here Wednesday night popping up every Monday once in a while. So it's much appreciated. Thank you guys for joining in on the chats. Uh it's a little uh disheartening when you leave at eight o'clock when Raw starts because you decide you're gonna watch Raw. Uh <laughs> I feel bad for you. So, terrible. Uh, you should probably stick around. We have a good time. Um last week we had Khan from Shane Taylor Promotions, former sixth uh, man ring of honor champion. Uh, this week we have Alex Coglin from New Japan uh, Pro Wrestling. He's one of the LA Dojo guys, one of the pillars with Carl Fredericks, who was just on a couple weeks ago, Clark Connors and Gabriel Kidd. So check us out every Monday night, 7 o'clock on uh, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, at Wizards Podcast on all platforms. We have a link tree on our Twitter. Uh, so check that out. It's got everything on there. Uh, at Wizards Podcast, the Discord, uh, which you should join. These lovely folks are there. We have all sorts of fun in there. So check it out. Kate, when you're not here, what are you doing? And you've got uh, something coming up in April too, right? I do. So I have a lot going on. Every Tuesday on Fightful YouTube, we're doing the NXT post show, trying to make some sort of fun out of the chaos there. Wednesdays here, of course, and Friday, AEW Rampage and SmackDown post show, normally with Sean Ross Sapp. This week with Alex Pulowski. I have my first commentary gig coming up on April 9th at Excite Wrestling. It's supposed to be this month, but snow in Binghamton prevented me from being able to go. So very excited about that. I'll also be doing the Stand and Deliver post show on Fightful YouTube, as well as night one and night two of WrestleMania blah, behind the paywall at Fightful. So that should be fun. And I'm definitely trying to worm my way on now to an ROH review uh, of the super card there. If the timing lines up, because I'm fucking Mark, let's go. <laughs> what a goddamn Mark. Um, <laughs> Ryan, what are you doing in your spare time? Not 20 podcasts like Kate. Um, basically you can find me Mondays and Tuesdays live tweeting AEW dark and elevation at Mark order pod, which is our Twitter the rest of the time I'm on there. So if you want to have, I'll engage anyone in a fun, respectful wrestling conversation. So if you want to bring up a random topic, go for it. Um, you can also find me in the wizards discord because we have those conversations there as well. And then you don't have to worry about trolls interfering. Uh, but that's it. So everyone's so long and good night. Well, I'm not doing anything extra either, but I am sending out stickers to all the people who request them. Our free stickers uh, can be requested if you go to our social platforms at Mark Order Pod, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, find our YouTube, subscribe to everything. Uh, you can get your free stickers by clicking the link tree and hitting the button to request them. All you got to do is leave your name, your address, and the country that you live in so that I can send out these fancy free stickers to you guys just give me your address i'll take care of all the other work and we'll get them out to you as soon as possible as i mentioned find us on all our socials if you are watching us on youtube with all these other lovely people who are uh, chatting with us live hi everybody asian joe mark quill rob humphrey marky mark kayfabe 
I'm forgetting everybody else. Um, You know, all the usual friends, uh, Kyle K. Sparks, who are in here hanging out. We thank you. If you're listening in podcast form, we also thank you. It's super important. Uh, Make sure you subscribe wherever you're listening to podcasts. Rate us. Review us. Whatever. It helps with all the algorithms. Uh, Also help us spread the word. But if you aren't checking us out on YouTube or in video format, you definitely should. Like Matt said, tonight alone, the P story, Ryan's face was (laughs) priceless. Also, past episodes like where the cats got into a fight and Matt had to run. A lot of fun. Uh, Ryan's changing backgrounds, maybe even uh, some characters that Ryan's played in the past. You can find all that stuff. uh, Me yelling that I would fuck Peter Avalon at the top of my lungs many times. Very, very true. Um, <clears throat> you can check us out. Subscribe to our YouTube. Uh, all of the old episodes are there. Uh, when we started broadcasting the YouTube, because we weren't able to do that from the start. So check us out. We appreciate everybody for checking us out. And we will be back next week. Maybe the four of us. Maybe. Maybe the four horse people of the Mark Order Apocalypse. Who knows? We'll see. Tune in next week and find out here on the Mark Order Podcast. Goodbye and good night. This concludes the Mark Order Podcast. We now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. Join the Mark Order.